your shot. How do you want the Spartans to win? On the shoulders of all everything Destin Wade, like in Week 1 versus Independence? Or maybe a balanced attack by the committee, as they did against Spring Hill in the heat on a Saturday in Week 2? Or how about a blue-collar ground attack the Spartans used in their 35-0 shutout at Columbia a week ago, only attempting three passes? The Franklin Admirals get to take their pick tonight. Can they attempt to sink the state championship voyage the Spartans find themselves on? Find out next on TriStar Sports Radio. Move around, get out the way. Summit Spartans football on the TriStar Sports Radio Network is brought to you in part by The Garbage Man, Parks Motor Sales, Ten Pin Alley, Sands Fence Company, DB's Pizza, Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, Game Time, Right Care Clinic, Columbia and Franklin Kubota, Beck Dental Care, Holland's Pharmacy, Quickmark Convenience Stores, Brown's Body Shop, Davis Heating and Cooling, Apex Bank, and by Jimmy Petty and NashvillePlace.com. It's time for Spartans football with Matt Rogers. Here's Mike Epley. Also on TrustarSportsRadio.com. Just click the link to listen. I'm Mike Epley alongside color commentator and 2001 Rose Bowl champ with the Washington Huskies. Matt Rogers, we are just excited to deliver it as you are to receive it. The weather here, nice. Not a cloud in the sky, 82 degrees. And it's senior night here in Williamson County, so I will go off script and congratulate the seniors for the Summit Spartans. Caleb Jolly, Trey Hunter, uh, Kaneda Wirtz, Zach Switzer, Gavin Wells, Alex Lively, Ja'Kayla Cotton, Jake, uh, Jacob Stone, Jesse Brimmeyer, Sam Jewell, Tyler Pearson, and Riley Finch. Congratulate to those. Uh, senior night, they moved it up due to you just never know when the next game is going to be played. Well, tonight's games, 3-0 Spartans will host the 6A program, the 1-2 Admirals of Franklin. It was a vote this year, and they decided to retire the Rebels and move to the Admirals. This will mark the fourth meeting between these two teams as Franklin leads the series 2-1, but Summit got its first win last year, 28-14. That was the first time the teams had played since head coach Brian Coleman's first year in 2014. Another note, don't be fooled in the record of Franklin. Only one loss is to arguably be one of the best teams in 6A football. Before we roll into tonight's game, I look back on last week's dominating performance over a region opponent, the Columbia Central Lions, 35-0. I asked Coach Coleman what he liked about last week. Offensively, the overall running game. And we only attempted three passes, especially dippled grittiness to play hurt at running back and also the offensive line effort. Defensively, it was a bend but don't break and held Columbia to around 20 yards rushing for the night. The dislike, the offensive line staying locked into their blocks and overall pass protection. We'll bring in Matt Rogers. What's up, buddy? Good to be here. How are you? I'm good, man. So that 
uh, you hear the anal- I guess Coach Coleman analyzing what's going on. What is your analysis on Summit? Yeah, I mean, myself being an offensive line guy, I'm constantly watching the offensive line. It's just a, a thing that I do. It's it's like second nature. It's a habit. Uh, run blocking, they do a really, really good job. Obviously, the stats show it. It's time for them to, to take it up a notch and stop blocking and start burying people. And that's what Coach Coleman said. You stay on your block, you keep your feet moving, and good things will happen. It's just nature, especially in high school football. You play two or three seconds in the play, and it's just natural the kids stop. If you're the one that keeps your feet moving and keep going, you'll start burying people. Another a small concern I have is the pass protection. That's going to come into factor tonight, but uh, they didn't need it last week at all uh running the ball they, they could do whatever they want against columbia central now three weeks into the season the 2020 season junior quarterback destin wade is the alpha for the spartans offense summit eked by indy as we mentioned by six points wade was impressive with 500 total yards of offense week two wade passing game was on point versus spring hill and pulled him out at halftime last week columbia yeah, he docked more playing time and was unstoppable in the running game so you kind of get where Coach Coleman's going at 70%. Now, Franklin's defense, they're going to present a three-man front and a four-man front and have a lot of wrinkles in it. Last year, the pursuit on the strong side, and they brought the pressure from the weak side. This may be the first game for also Destin Wade will face man-to-man coverage in the secondary all night. Coach Coleman would like to stay balanced 50-50 and roll Wade to the weak side a lot to create that one-on-one matchup with a defensive end. You're going to hear a lot tonight of a T formation. So basically it's, and we can let Matt explain this, but that's going to be two backs. One's going to come off the right hip and one's going to come off the left hip. It's probably going to be King and Dippled with twins and a tight end set for that. Just to kind of run down the numbers for the passing game, Wade 257 against Indy, 238 against Spring Hill, only 20 yards last week rushing for Wade. 249 in the first game, only 14 yards against Spring Hill in the second game, and then 121 in the third game. So Wade's been on point overall team. I think this is where they want to be. 46 rushes, 322 yards against Indy. Spring Hill, 40 rushes, 123 yards. But what about Columbia? 43 total team rushes for 321 yards. Matt, how do you see the Summit offense versus the Franklin defense? Uh, tonight is I'm excited about tonight because I feel like, of course, Indy was a huge t- uh, test for Summit. But tonight, you know, we talk about football being a chess game. Tonight is the ultimate game of football chess. And you couldn't have explained it any better, Epley, on what they're going to try to do. And it's going to be interesting because Franklin is going to say, hey, I'm going to make you throw on us, Wade. I know you can run, and that's how we're going to stop you. And that's the way you have to stop someone like Destin Wade if that's even possible. So what do you do? You put as many guys in the box as you can and maybe have your best defender shadow them. Basically what that means when you put guys in the box, that is the boxes from offensive tackle to the other offensive tackle. So they're going to load that box with about seven defenders, which means they're going to have to run man coverage on the receiver now here's where chess comes into play like i was talking about the defense is going to try to make them pass and they're going to try to shut down the run now this is a perfect situation for destin wade to tell all these college recruiters hey when they try to stop me on the run now i can use my arm and air it out i personally 
don't think that the Franklin defensive backs can cover the wide receivers for Summit. However, can the offensive line for Summit stop the pressure tonight? And I don't know. That remains to be seen, which is why I'm so excited. A huge game tonight. The biggest game so far of the year by far for the offensive line. And then lastly, like I'll say, if they struggle, they're going to go to the T formation. Like you said, Epley, that means two running backs right next to Destin Wade. And both of them have that outside coverage. I think tonight is a huge night for right tackle Ryan Smith. We have to see him pass block tonight, and he is going to have a big task. If they can pass block, I think Summit runs away with this by two or three touchdowns. If not, I think they're in for a dogfight and could potentially chalk up their first L, which we'd obviously hate to see. And defensively, it's going to be a test as well. Versus Indy, Alex Melton, should I say, in his six years defensive coordinator, he came with Coleman. Uh, Summit gave up 423 yards of total offense. Spring Hill, only 162 of total offense and only one big play. Columbia last week, only 134 total offensive yards and zero points. But here's where it gets tricky. This is why TV comes in. Franklin's offense will try to pound the ball behind two D1 linemen. You're going to hear Fisher Anderson, the tackle, left tackle, six foot six, 257 pounds. He's the fifth overall prospect in the state of Tennessee. 216th overall. Jason Ansler will move into right guard. He's a senior, six foot six, 270. He's the 45th best prospect in the state. He has 14 Division I offers, four by the SEC, Vanderbilt, Kentucky, Tennessee, and Missouri. What they're so basically go behind these guys. Connor Bevins, the quarterback, he's a big man himself. So com- to combat that, I believe, and Matt's going to talk a little bit more about this, you're going to see Richardson. Richardson's going to be inserted. They'll probably take a safety off and put in more linemen to try to stop this. So we'll turn it over to Matt. Matt, Franklin's offense versus Summit's defense. First of all, is, is, is it any better to be Alex Melton right now? I mean, that guy has to be walking on sunshine. This is a defense that is so hot right now. There, there's no defense around here that is hotter than the Summit Spartans, and Melton has to be thrilled. When I talk to him, like every coach, you know, he downplays it, he stays serious, but I know inside he's got to be doing backflips, and this is why Coleman lets Melton be Melton. He leaves him alone. He doesn't go in the huddle at halftime or, or, or at breaks. He lets Melton coach these guys, and it's paying off. Going back to what you said, tonight is going to be Melton's biggest test because that front line, this is the best offensive line, arguably, that this defense is going to see all year. I think the interesting thing, like you said, uh, Fisher, uh, uh, Fisher Anderson and Jason An- uh, Ansler, those mm. are the tackles, but what they did was they moved Ansler the, uh, the right tackle, and they moved him into inside guard. I'm guessing here, but that could mean one of two things. That means they want to pull him off to the left more so you get your two best guys on one side. So maybe you're thinking trap left, counter left, fly sweep left, and they're going to pull Ansler. But the big reason, I think, I think it's because they want to put their best offensive line or one of their best offensive linemen on our best defensive lineman, which is Brimmeyer, number 40, the A-gap monster. He is nasty. He's a team captain. And I think that's what they're going to try to do by putting him down there. So I can tell you this, it's going to be a dogfight up front. And for the defense to win tonight, They have to be more physical. One other thing that I will say, tonight is a huge night for Trey Nelson and Maddox Reed, the defensive ends, because this 
is a tackle that they're going to be going against that every D1 football program out there is watching him. If these kids can make big plays on this tackle, that's going to raise their elevation mm-hmm. status on the recruit. And lastly, the best news, number 13, Brady is back. And Melton is so fired up about it. That's hands down their best player on defense. He loves Brady because he's, 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 he's a smart player. And he coaches the other player. And I'll say this. One of the ex-coaches at Summit, Josh Goodwin, told me a, a saying I'll never forget. And this is where Brady comes in. He says, if you want to be good at football, let me coach you because I know how to do that. But if you want to be great at football, you need to learn how to coach each other. And that's what Brady Pierce brings to this defense. He coaches the other guys so the coaches don't have to. And thoughts on COVID for about 30 seconds, Matt. The first game that hits home affected by COVID is Spring Hill in Lincoln County. The game has been canceled by Spring Hill due to COVID-19 issues. It's a non-region game. They scrap it and they say, what you know, it is what it is. Your thoughts on that? Uh, I think it's the smart move. I mean, you know, thank God we weren't playing Spring Hill this week because they're closed down. Even the Franklin uh, Admirals who are playing tonight, their band isn't having a season the rest of the uh, the rest of the year because someone in the band tested positive. So I think you do what you can. I'm really happy, and I think the kids are blessed that we're moving forward. It's week four. Everyone in Summit seems clear, and it's all systems go, and I absolutely love it. I'm excited. And we're going to take a commercial break. If you're just tuning in to 101.7, the national anthem's coming up. You're listening to Summit Spartans football on TriStar uh, Sports Radio Network. We'll be back after these messages. You're listening to Summit Spartans football on the TriStar Sports Radio Network. Once again, here's Mike Epley. Thanks, JP. We're back here live at Summit 3-0, Franklin 1-2. The TV crew's here. Matt Rogers is here. Overall, Summit 34.3 points per game. Franklin 29.3. Defensively, Summit gives up 13.6. And Franklin 29.3. Yes, the numbers are exactly the same for Franklin. 29.3 offensively and defensively. The injury report. Keaton Wade will not play foot injury. Matt Mullins left tackle out concussion. Noah Feltz, cornerback, out hamstring. Ja'Kalen Cotton, out running back cornerback. John Dippold out running back safety, both with ankle injuries. And as Matt mentioned, we do have Brady Pierce back, Sam Kerouac back, Cooper Hall back, and Caleb Jolly going both ways. So before we get to the starting lineups, as Franklin comes onto the field with gray pants, white jerseys, and the maroon helmet, we'll turn it over to Matt to get the keys to the game. Looks like uh, Auburn is playing Washington State tonight, judging by these uniforms, Summit being Auburn. But uh, keys to the game tonight. I think the battle, and I mean, I don't want to be a homer because I'm an offensive line guy and I always, you know, talk about up <laughs> this front. This is your game. I know, but tonight, I, I got to yep. be honest, man. Yep. It's going to be one up front. Here is why. Summit's got to win the point of attack up front. Of course, we talked about the big offensive line for Franklin and then the defensive line of Summit's got to win that battle. But tonight, we got to see the arm of Destin Wade because Franklin's going to try to shut down his legs. If Summit can get out to a two-score lead, I think that's how you can make this game a shoe-in because high schoolers, their mentality, if I'm a one-and-two Franklin, even though they lost to two solid teams, if you get down by two scores, 
you're going to get them out of their game plan, which is going to want to run the ball. If we can make them pass on our DBs, I think we win, and the only way to do that is to get up by two scores. Otherwise, it's going to be a tight, hard-nosed game. And in this situation, I don't think Coleman wants that. I think he wants to get up. I think he wants to get up by the third quarter to make them pass, and that's how they're going to do it. Summit will be in the blue jerseys, the white uh, pants and white helmet with the Spartan logo. And the deep man for Donnie Webb. It will be Mitch Lanning for this. And for the Summit Spartans, now going to tee the ball up on the 40. 12 minutes, you're just tuning in. We appreciate it. 101.7 FM is the local dial. TriStar Sports Radio.com. And number 32 will get the honor. And good to see Cooper Hall back the kicker. He's going to let it fly from the 40. And we are into the game here at Summit. The ball at the 9. It's picked up by Lanik. Lanik goes to the left and down at the 21. Defensively, we'll get it to you in just one second as we're going to see if Richardson, yes, the big, the wild man, uh, <laughs> will come in and Sammy Hagar haircut. So his dad told me uh, to say yeah. that. He's along with Jesse Brimmeyer, Trey Hunter, and Maddox Reed. The linebackers will be Zach Switzer, Gavin Wells, Jacob Turner, and Caleb Jolly. Secondary will be Aiden Bird and Canada Works. Brady Pierce will be on the back end. And the shotgun formation behind those two hog mollies on both sides for the Admirals. Bevan would hand it off and up the middle and upended a gain of about three. So nice pursuit by Jolly and company. I love seeing Jolly play on the field, man. He is the spark plug of this defense. Ever since I started watching him at the beginning of the year, he always comes with energy. They have him at the outside linebacker position. We are going to see a lot more of him on offense tonight. And he is just, the, like I said, the spark plug of the D, man. He just gets you going. And that's a three-yard run for Sparks, second and seven, 40 seconds into the game. It's Franklin Summit. 6A to 5A. Across the middle is complete. And a nice throw and catch up to the 45-yard line. It will be Spirito. Yeah, thank goodness Aaron Bird back there, uh, or Aiden Bird, sorry, for with the tackle. He was the one that tackled on that opening kickoff. A sophomore getting a chance to step up and play, obviously, with Keaton Wade out. They've called on the sophomore, and they've been really happy with his performance so far. And, again, he saved a potential big game or maybe even a touchdown there with that tackle. Yeah, first down, nice throw across the middle on point. It will be Franklin handing it off to Sparks. Sparks goes left, down he goes for about three. And the tackle about midfield to bring up second and six for Franklin. Yeah, counting the kickoff, that's four plays we've seen, and that's Aiden Bird again on the tackle, which is great for him. But you don't want to see your strong safeties or your corners making the tackles. That means their running back are, is getting three, four, five yards upfield, which is not what Melton wants to do and exactly what Franklin wants to do. And they're going behind the fifth best player in the state of Tennessee, Fisher Anderson, six foot seven, 275 pounds. Another completion down to the 39-yard line. This will be Sparrow again. Yeah, right there. That's uh, Brady Pierce on the tackle. And again, I don't want to get, you know, you know, 
this is exactly what Franklin wants to do. They're coming out. They're balanced. And there hasn't been a defensive lineman or a linebacker to make a tackle yet. These are all corners and strong safeties making the play, which is why another first down for Franklin. And this is very similar to what Indy tried to do in week number one. We'll see with Bryce Sparks uh, in the backfield with Connor Bevan as well. And, no, they're going to fake it. And Bevan's going to be running around for pressure. And down he goes, but he gets away. The football, nice Jesse Brimmeyer's on the play. And, go. oh, we got a late hit. I hope that's intentional grounding. Do you think it was a late hit? Because I don't think he was out of the pocket. Okay, good call, so Matt. So hopefully that goes in our direction. But either way, it was good to see uh, the big dog right there, number 42, Maddox Reed, working that left tackle, which is exactly what we talked about. This is a big-time opportunity for him. Ineligible, man. Penalties declined, so neither. <laughs> it was – oh, no, it was actually two penalties against Franklin. They declined the ineligible and the – the intentional grounding, good call on that, Matt. Yeah, so what they want to do there, they, they decline the illegal man downfield because that would have gave Franklin another uh, restart the first down. But when you take the uh, other – I'm drawing a blank. What was the penalty? Intentional grounding. Intentional grounding. That basically counts as a sack. So now it's second and a mile for Franklin. And that's a 15-yard penalty on the grounding. And that, that, that may stall the drive here. Second – we call it a country mile, though, just throw a little hot mm. pattern. But, wow, all the way back down to the 35-yard line, a 20-yard gain, so only five yards to go on third down. Man, this guy, uh, Taylor Sp- uh, Spierdo, the yep. senior for the Admirals. Uh, I think that's his third catch so far. It is. And, uh, man, they must have found something in this defense because he, he's caught it in the same area every time, which is right over the middle. That's right behind the linebackers. I trust – that Melton is going to make some adjustments here, but this is a huge third down for Summit. This is not a situation they're used to being in. Third and six on the 35 of Summit. Franklin driving, first drive, 8-55. is the score. Going to hand it off. Can he get it? Sparks. Yes, he can. Down to the 26-yard line, a 10-yard run. He only needed six. It is really, really tough to get a read on this offense for Franklin. That's the fourth time they ran trips. Trips just means they have three wide receivers on one side. The first three times they ran it, they threw to that side, and they were successful. I thought they were going to do that again, but that time they gave it up the uh, the running back right up the middle for the first down, and, man, it's tough, like I said, to read what they're going to do. Destin Wade is standing on the sideline waiting for the ball, and this is a big drive of almost four minutes, and Franklin's not even in the red zone, which means inside the 20. Pressure, oh, what a lick by Hunter, but he gets it off in the flats, and a nice move to juke two players is Gardner, and Gardner goes for 12, and now they're down to the 13. So another successful pass play for Franklin, but the one good thing for Summit that you could notice is it looks like if Franklin's going to pass, they're trying to get rid of the ball early, and that is smart because that's the second time one of our DNs have got upfield. So this is a good sign for Summit potentially winning the pass battle up front, and it's going to take a really big play right here, man. I'd love to see a sack fumble or obviously an interception to turn the momentum around. Senior quarterback breaks the huddle. Remember the left tackle. He's being recruited by almost every team in the country. 
They're going to hand it off and go behind nice. him. Nowhere. Jesse Brimmeyer's two yards deep in the backfield. That's exactly what you want to see. Brimmeyer slanted from the A-gap. We've been saying it since week one. A-gap monster, and that's exactly why. Slanting inside, beating the tackle, and that's actually that senior who's getting these offers, and uh, he beat him right there right across his face and made the tackle for a three-yard loss. That was nice on Jesse's part. Amsler's a top 40 player as a senior. He uh, has four offers for from the SEC, and over, I believe, 10, 12 total. So that is a big prospect. Brimmeyer went across five minutes in the first quarter, 0-0, zero to zero, as Franklin's still driving. They're going to hand it off to Sparks. Sparks cannot get much. He gets about four, and now it's going to be a long third down, probably call it seven from the 10. Yeah, the thing I like to see now is that our defensive linemen are making tackles. Again, I said before, when your safeties and your cornerbacks are making tackles, that's not a good thing because that means they're getting five and six yards and these last two plays, our D-line's making plays and making the tackles and that's why it's going to bring up third and about seven. This is a good spot for Summit. Hopefully they could stop them. Watch the hot pattern and you need Richardson, some of these other guys in the middle to step up one time. 625, they're going to roll him to the right. Bevin throws off his back foot. No, incomplete. Jolly on the covers. Jolly with the big hit on the intended receiver's Spirito. I love, I love, I love the energy that Jolly brings, man. He is the one on the defensive side that just brings the spark. (laughs) You can hear the parents right now going nuts. That's what we need. So, looks like they're going to set up for a field goal, which is a huge three points here. It's it's almost like you gladly give them the three points after what we saw, and that's exactly what Summit needed to do. And they're still staying in the man coverage. So, it it looks like Melton says, all right, you got us a couple times, but uh, you're not going to make us change what we're doing. 27-yard attempt off the left hash. It's a sophomore kicker, and he gets Gets it. A.J. Elliott, 27 yards, bang. We'll take a 30-second commercial break. You are listening to Summit Spartans Football on TriStar Sports Radio Network. You're listening to Summit Spartans Football on the TriStar Sports Radio Network. Once again, here's Mike Eppley. Welcome back. Williams County, two of these teams know each other very well, fourth game in this series summit got the best of franklin last year as we mentioned 28 14 well franklin gets first jab at summit tonight what a drive starting from their own 21 goes down for a 27 yard field goal off the left hash that's a good kick matt for for elliot the sophomore yeah that is a good kick for him but the, the bigger story there for me is how summit tightened up made the plays that they needed to play. The defensive line starting to step up. And, you know, as a, as a Summit fan here, I, I gladly give away the three points right there because it was looking like we couldn't stop them. So, again, I know we gave up the three points, but it was highly encouraging to see us finally make the plays that we needed to make at the end. And the offensive line starters for Summit as we wait because television's here, so it takes a little bit longer during ah, commercials. TV guys. The huh, TV, Mike? yep, you hear it. Uh, Cooper <laughs> Cook at left tackle moves out. Matthew Mullen not in game mode tonight. Sam Jewell will be the left guard. Tyler Garber will be the center. And then you'll have Jake, I'm sorry, Jack Bauer at right guard. And you mentioned Ryan Smith at right tackle. Maddox Reed will play tight end. We mentioned the T formation. You'll see a lot with John Dippold and also King as well. And then you'll hear the names of their receivers are back. 
Yeah, Brady Pierce, Caleb Jolly, and Zach Switzer. Yeah, we're going to see more Jolly tonight. We're also going to see number six, uh, a lot more of Kanata Words. And then don't be su- – there you go. That's a good return. I was going to say, don't be surprised now that number 14, Tanner Shake, they've been really happy with him at the tight end position, which allows them to get Maddox Reed rest because he's a defensive stud and also move him out wide. So I think tonight, number 14, Tanner Shake, he's going to sneak in a couple nice balls over the middle. And Shake will come out, too, uh, in the offense and bring out a uh, multiple tight end look if they need to. But he will start the tight end. And I mentioned uh, Maddox Reed may get a lot of playing time. 6-0-6, first quarter, 3-0. And we failed the mention, Destin Wade. That's your quarterback, and that's the big recruit. Going to hand off off the left side. A nice run for four yards as we got Kerouac back there in the backfield. Yeah, it's interesting. Uh, those guards right up front, they want to cut those defensive line down right away. That basically means they dive for their ankles, rip their arms up through, you know, uh, right through the center of their legs to get them down. If they can keep pounding those defensive linemen up front, get them on the floor, it's going to be a long night for this Franklin defense. Trips right. Jolly will split out at the widest part of the field, one running back for Wade. Wade's going to roll to him. Wade's going to fling it. He's going to get it to him. Up the field they go. First down, Summit. Switzer dances around. They needed six. He got seven. Yeah, I'm surprised to see him roll out this early. The reason they roll out Wade is they're hoping that it'll buy him a little bit more time. But I got to give credit to the Summit offensive line right there. They stalemated him right up front. There was no (laughs) penetration, no pressure. And if they can keep doing that and let Wade sit in the pocket, we're going to get 20, 30, 40-yard passes instead of these 8, 9, 10-yard passes. You talked about Ryan Smith. Ryan Smith gets to block Fisher Anderson. And he is the big recruit. They're going to play him on both ways. So Ryan Smith's got a tall task tonight. No pun intended on that as the carry comes from in the middle for about four yards to second and six for Summit, now in Franklin territory. Yeah, and you said it, uh, four yards. When we were playing, my offensive line coach always told me, four yards is the key. It, It might not sound like a lot to you, but think of this. You got three downs until, obviously, you get to the fourth down, which is the decision. If you can get four yards every play, you're getting a first down on third down. So four is a very good number when you're doing the ground game. Wade's rolling around from pressure. He needs six. Jukes one, two, three. Here comes Wade in the open field down the right side. He's inside the 20 and down to the 15. Destin Wade for 30 yards. That's called the good old-fashioned RPO, which is a run-pass option. You give the best quarterback. Quarterback in Tennessee, the option to do that. He's going to roll right. He's going to read the defense. Do I have a receiver? No. Do I have a backside receiver? No. Okay, I'll just use my legs and turn it up for about 25, buck a couple people on the way down there, and get some more highlight film. And in the backfield now is Kerouac and King. And this is the T formation we talked about. Two wide receivers. For Summit, uh, Wade looks at Coleman. They're going to send a man in motion. Now go back. And lay down on the right side. Could be a run play behind him. It is. Kerouac comes inside. 
And they're continuing to pound it. Not a lot of yards, but four and five will work. Man, I got to tell you, I love the way Kerouac is running tonight. It looks like someone put a little spark underneath him uh, last week with Dipple uh, taking some of his carries. I know that uh, Kerouac was a little banged up last week, but still, I mean, you don't want to see another guy running your position. And he looks like he did when he ran against Indy. He's hitting the hole hard. He looks aggressive. And, man, that's a solid six-yard gain right there for Kerouac. Three minutes and 17 seconds, first quarter, 3-0, Franklin leads Summit. Maybe not for long. Wade, Let's it's go. not because Wade throws a touchdown across the middle to Caleb Jolly. Caleb Jolly, we're going to see him more on offense tonight. Nice, easy slant route over the middle. Wade stayed in the pocket, and that is dangerous for any defense. You want to make him roll out, and like I said, man, if this offensive line can pass block, if we can keep this going, and if we can let Destin Wade throw from the pocket, there's no quarterback that can see the field better. That quick slant coming across the middle of the field, jolly wide open, and it's good to see him catch because there's always a fantastic celebration when jolly makes a play. Ryan Crane is the kicker, and it, hey, it's something, some talk that <laughs> happened two weeks ago is working. We'll take a commercial break because that's a good action. Extra point seven to three, the lead now to your Summit Spartans. You are listening to Summit Spartans football on TriStar Sports Radio Network. This is Summit Spartans football on the TriStar Sports Radio Network. Three minutes ten seconds, first quarter. We are live here at Summit, the six A program, Franklin five A program. Summit, they're going to battle really close. In proximity right now as Summit takes the lead 7-3. to three. I may have created a name for Wade. I may have. <laughs> I, 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 I want to say it, but if I say it, it's got to stick. I know how the announcer stuff works. Let's go. But I think I got it. I'm excited. The Wizard. The Wizard. I think, I mean, he's just, I, just when I think of the Wizard, I think of Wade. I like it. Yeah. It's got, hey, hey yeah. when, when I was on American Idol, we, we looked for things, you know, does it have sticking power? And I think it does. I think that's a good name. That could stay. So we'll see if the Wizard will stick. But Franklin will return it out to the 31-yard line. So pretty good field position for the Admirals, as we talked about. The Admirals, if you're wondering, used to be the Rebels. Yes, it's the same uh, high school uh, as a vote as, I believe, last month or the month before uh, the school changed their name. So with that being said, the Admirals traveled southbound and play Summit with three minutes and three seconds left in the first quarter. Seven to three is the score. Summit leads over Franklin. They're but, still running that trip set. Look at that. Yep, and Franklin will be in the trip set to spread Summit's defense out. Once again, it was a bend but don't break for Melton in the first series. We'll see what they got in the second series. Going to throw it, slant pattern, Ooh. bad pass. It went down low, and it hit actually Lennox's right shoulder and ricocheted almost in the arms of a, uh, should I say, Summit defender. Yeah, I'm telling you, this. I, I think I know Alex Melton. I think this is what he wants to see. He's saying, all right, you got the two best, you got the two best offensive linemen, you know, some of the, in, in Tennessee, and you don't want to use it to run against us, keep passing because he's running man defense for a reason. When they do that for you listeners, when you run a man defense, that means that my guy is just going to cover your guy with no help over the top because I think my guy is better than your guy, and Melton keeps doing it. Well, they're going to waggle it out and throw it, and 
Another nice reception. You're going to hear Taylor Spirito, uh, the senior, six foot 185, and he gets another first down. That has been the target. Uh, he has uh, manufactured some yards in the first quarter. Yeah, what they're doing. So when we talk about that trips set, you have three wide receivers on one side. So starting from the sideline, you have the outside receiver and the middle receiver. And then the one closest to the offensive line is the inside receiver. That's where they're putting Spirito. And what's happening is that's creating a matchup for our outside linebacker. And right now, Spirito is winning. They're going to flip it and go trips left. That's to the wide side of the field going towards the scoreboard and absolutely nothing. And they try to run by one of those big All-American high school players. And I will tell you, Sparks didn't have a spark there. He gets back to the line of scrimmage. Man, I'm telling you, if if I was uh, one of these uh, Summit High School kids and I was in the student section, I would start buying number 40 jerseys, Brimmeyer. That kid is a stud in the middle, and he is eating up Amsler. Again, that's the senior who's got offers, and I'm watching him eat his lunch right now, and it's really, really fun, man. That was a great play. Amsler, as we mentioned, four offers in the SEC, Vanderbilt, Kentucky, Tennessee, and Missouri. As they're going to flank out the back, they're going to try to throw it across the middle, and incomplete. Number eight, Gardner, the tight end, wanted a flag. He says, hey, wait a second. Wells held me, but that no call, so it's third and ten for Franklin. Well, it made him, uh, it made the quarterback throw that again a little bit early because the man, the myth, right there in his face was Brimmeyer again. That time he was lined up over the center and the left guard, and again, he is having a game tonight. If we can keep the pressure on them, I don't see how this game is within two or three scores by halftime. So here we go on the 43 of Franklin. Franklin's got the opportunity with 114 left in the first quarter. 7-3, Summit leads Franklin. Here we go. They're going to throw it. Pressure. Let's go. And down he goes. Let's go. Right in his face is Trey Hunter. He stands up and claps to the goalpost. Big Trey Hunter on number 74, Fisher Anderson. Take your lunch and go home. That is all Trey Hunter. One-on-one pass block. Bull rush outside. Sack, punt it, let's go. And as Matt mentioned, sack, punt it, that was the other one, the bigger recruit, uh, should I say the Fisher Anderson, a top five player in the state of Tennessee. So that's 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 who you're up against. And Trey Hunter, you want some footage? Matt, you mentioned it. That That's one of it. So 42 seconds as the clock winds. What a play by Trey Hunter as Franklin's going to punt it and everybody get away from it. It's going to drop dead at the 38 of Summit. It's going to bounce twice and go to the 34. And we'll stay here with 19 seconds left. Is I ain't going to say it yet. But Wade comes back out. <laughs> You're not going to go to the Wizard yet? Not yet. I, just, I mean, I just I, I want to make sure maybe uh, uh, mar- <laughs> marinate's the word. I want to marinate this and see. I got gotcha. sure. you. I'm with you on it. I think it's good. I, I want to go back to Trey Hunter. I mean, okay. obviously, I get so fired up. Because, I don't know, maybe part of me is living vicariously through these kids. But, I mean, I can't emphasize enough, this kid, number 74 on Franklin, Fisher Anderson, he's got, what you say, over 40 D1 offers? And then you got Trey Hunter. If he can have a game on this guy tonight, I mean, this can propel someone like Trey Hunter to what some would say maybe is an average defensive lineman and really put him up there with the big boys. This is a big night for him, and he is shining so far. I was really happy to see that. Garouac goes for zero, and that's going to do it. 
into one here in Williamson County. It's Summit and Franklin. Seven for Summit, three for Franklin. We're going to take a commercial break. You're listening to Summit Spartans Football on TriStar Sports Radio Network. You're listening to Summit Spartans Football on the TriStar Sports Radio Network. Once again, here's Mike Eppley. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. We are live here at Summit. I appreciate JP introducing myself, but I would be remiss if I didn't mention my partner here. Uh, I guess in crime tonight, Matt Rogers, Matt, got a little bit worked <laughs> up when uh, Trey, Trey Hunter decided to uh, cross pass and beat the big man on the outside who we've been talking about. Has got a bunch of different offers, Fisher Anderson. That's the reasons, or one of the reasons, the TV's up on top of the press box. Here's, here's why. Look at ex football player, and then ex lineman. Ex lineman. You know, after I got cut by the Bengals, I come home. I go back to my alma mater, and I coach basically for you know 10, 12 years. And then my wife and I we start a family, and it was time to take a step back. This is the first time. I've been around high school football in some sort of role, whether it's coaching and now announcing, for like eight years. So, so what the, you're saying, we need to put a governor on your microphone. I'm a very emotional guy in a good way. I have, to meet, your, I have to meet me up. I have to meet your wife. Oh, my gosh. Well, She's, she's dealt one, with this for, what, 15 years? Uh, she's uh, – God t- bless my wife. And for those of you out there, they, hey, we're, we're going to be friends this whole year. I'll just tell you, my wife just texted me. And she goes, dude, take some oxygen, man. Like, calm down, bro. <laughs> like, but she understands. Like, I, I swear, if I was on the sideline, if I was, if I was his coach, I probably would have headbutted him without a helmet on. <laughs> that, that fires me up. I can't take it. I don't know what to do. Welcome back in. Second down and 10. Start of the second quarter. It's 7-3. to three. Summit leads across oh. the middle. And almost intercepted is a nice play from the safety spot by number 12, Irby, the senior. Actually, outside linebacker got his hand on it, so it's going to be third and ten for Summit. I'll tell you what, man. Brady Pierce was wide open. That was just a little bit of an aggressive throw by Wade, kind of like when Brett Favre used to fire it in there at ten yards away. It's like, dude, pump the brakes a little bit. If he would have just sorted over, he was wide open. But the thing I like is he's throwing it from the pocket, and Coleman sees that. He doesn't have to roll him out anymore. Third down and 10. Wade needs 10. Wade's dancing. Wade's going to heave one down the field. And it's a jump ball, and it's intercepted at the 15, the 20, the 25. And down goes Gaika. And I will tell you is that's the first time that's happened this year, Wade with an interception. Yeah. um, Here's the truth. It was a sophomore wide receiver on a senior defensive back. That was uh, that was to number five, Austin Harvey. He had a step on him. The ball might have been a little bit underthrown. You you might you'd want to see it maybe about five yards deeper because Harvey had him beat. And then it just came down to up in the air. He had to readjust, and the senior came down with it right there. But uh, Harvey definitely had him beat. So uh, Summit decides to throw a couple of passes and. Turned the ball over on three plays, and now Franklin will get the opportunity. 11.37 left in the second, down four. And going to heave one down the middle, and it's a nice play. Oh, and they're going to call pass interference on Wirtz on the outside. I don't know if he hit him or not, and they're going to go back and forth talking a little bit. 
And we'll see the call. Yeah, it's going to be a pass interference on Kanata Wirtz. Uh, I'm not going to say that I agree with it. There might have been a little contact. Mm. It could have gone either way, but uh, I ain't mad at him at all for that defensive play. He was playing hard. They were tied up a little bit, but again, could have gone either way. And unfortunately for Summit, uh, that was in the favor of Franklin. And that's a big penalty against Summit. Franklin will march to midfield. Yeah, this is when it's a... Good to be a high school football player uh, when you get a P.I. called on you. If that was the uh, NFL, they would get the ball probably down by the 15, 20-yard line. But instead, they have it back at the 50. This is a, obviously a key point. Uh, Summit's in a position where they can stop them again. The, the, the defense looks a lot more comfortable, but you don't want to keep Franklin in the game. You want to put your foot on the pedal and make sure that you run away with it instead of being in a dogfight. So Wirtz is following repass. He played a lot last year, and I'll kind of give you the sizes for both of those as an incomplete pass is thrown. Just so at home you have an understanding of what's going on on the outside, Matt can explain it a little bit more. Wirtz in coverage, five foot nine, one sixty. repass, six foot three, one eighty-five. So 6'3 to 5'9". Yeah, and that's what he's got to do. I mean, you obviously you lose the height battle right there, so when that quarterback throws it up, you know, Wurtz is at a disadvantage, and you got to get a little bit touchy, and you know, but you got to be sneaky about it, you know, especially in high school football because they're so eager to throw the flag a little bit more than at the college level. But, uh, you know, we'll see what happens. It, it could be a tough night for Wurtz, but, but I got faith in the senior. And you do not have replay on pass interference. Right. The run to the outside, it will be Sparks. Sparks hits the circle button on the PlayStation, and he'll spin his way for 12 yards, first down Franklin to the 38 of Summit. Man, that was like the ultimate stretch play to the right-hand side. It took him 30 yards sideways to get 11 yards upfield. I mean, that was basically like a 45-yard run for a gain of 11. But, man, it worked, and they had to really, really stretch out. And the reason why is that – the defensive ends and the outside backers, they're getting pretty good penetration and also pretty good leverage, taking good angles, but uh, that didn't uh, work out too well for Summit. So. 10-54, second quarter, 7-3. They're going to hand the ball straight up the gut, and what a collision for about two yards. It's going to break up second down and eight for Franklin. Yeah, you got to give mad respect right there to number 11. That's Gavin Wells. That's the senior Middle linebacker. He played outside linebacker last year, and they think he's tough enough to step up to the middle. We haven't mentioned him too much this year, but the kid's done a phenomenal job. And uh, right there, they met uh, head up, and it looks like um, our guy won. Orton was the carrier for Franklin. Now it's second down and eight trips to the left. So Wirtz and his buddy Jolly going to come over and join uh, Gruders on the outside to the left. And they usually like to throw it here. There Pressure it by there Trey Hunter, is. and he's got to throw it away. Trey's got him down, and we're going to call another. There's a late oh, flag, man. and I'm not sure what the call is going to be. This could go against Summit. I think it's going to go against Summit. I think it's going to go against Trey, and I also think it's a really, really bad call. Oh, no, it's against uh, intentional grounding again. And this is big. Here comes the emotion back from Rodgers oh, again. Oh, no. Oh, no. We had pressure from both defensive ends. And, man, again, I cannot stress big enough how big this is for Trey Hunter. Fisher Anderson, 
40 D1 offers is getting his lunch eaten right now, and Trey Hunter is robbing him blind. So fun to watch this kid have a game like this. This is exactly what needed to happen for Melton and the defense to be successful. Third and 22 on now Franklin's 47. Trey Hunter has to be the MVP for sure on the defense. The pressure, he is managing, and he Brimmeyer gets Uh-oh. in there again, but they get behind the defense. It's an incomplete. And, whoa, repass, had it hit the fingertips, and it got over the safety, and that is a huge no-no in Melton's defense. Aiden Bird's parents must be praying for him tonight because that was a miracle that that wasn't a touchdown. He got beat over the top. The ball was a little bit overthrown, and uh, that worked out for uh, Summit. Good, good thing they have those pastors come talk to him on, on Thursday after the walkthrough because uh, there was maybe a little bit of the God factor in that one. That, that, was, <laughs> that was a prayer. That was about a half a yard too far, and the pressure by Jolly, it's a wobbly kick, and it will land at the 30 and stay about at the, yep, they're going to stay at the 30. So, Destin Wade will come out for the third series. We'll stay here again, 948. If TV takes a timeout, we will too. Um, no, they're going to come right back out. So, we're going to kind of go with the television uh, tonight for the commercial breaks. 948, if you're just tuning in, we appreciate you on 101.7. Also, on TriStarSportsRadio.com, Mike Epley, Matt Rogers, 7 for Summit, 3 for Franklin, and Destin Wade is out again with the offense and I will tell you this it's like playing Russian roulette if you're defense you do not want to keep giving this guy the football because something's going to happen spin move Kerouac gains four second down and six to the 35 I was going to say it's going to be interesting to see what Coleman does here on the last series he wanted to take his shots and man were they there he wanted to set the tempo set the precedence go up 14 to 3 but this time he might step it back a little bit maybe do his game and milk the clock and then go up 14 3 with about two minutes left and uh you know because we're going to get the ball after the halftime so i think we're going to juice the clock a little bit here We'll see if they juice it. Well, somebody's going to have to hit juice, and that's King. King goes for two yards. It's going to be third down and a long three on the 37. I'm going to call the play right now. They're going to line up again in those twins back. He's going to fake to the running back, and Wade's going to keep it on the left-hand side. This is my guess. You hand off to the right. You hand off to the right. You fake the handoff to the right. And you go left. I'm already wrong because there's only one back there, but let's That's see okay. what happens. That's okay. If Wade <laughs> runs it, he's done it one time tonight, and he went for 30 yards. So could he hit the accelerator? Yeah, and left. Wade, Wade's going to run, and is he going to be close to the first down marker? He might be a half yard short. Yeah, he's a little bit short, and we did not. I'm not putting this on the refs. I was just going to say we, we didn't get the most generous spot there, but he he was a little short. It's going to be interesting here to see if Coleman goes for it because the defense is playing well. It seems like they got their feet back underneath them. But, I mean, your offensive line is firing. Go ahead. No, go ahead. I was was just going to say, your your running game's working. I would just do a quarterback sneak. I mean, let's be honest. The wizard can't be stopped. Well, and I asked Coach, what are you going to do if you have the quarterback sneak because we haven't seen it? He will go under center. Yeah. He's not going to go out of the gun. That's what I would do. That's what – 
Coleman told me because I, I just never understood offenses that stayed in the gun when you needed two inches. I just think I, I just think your chance of success now. Typically, you're on your own forty, oh. and it's so early in the game. Yeah, I mean we're looking at six inches. Um, mm. It's early in the game. Typically, you would punt it, but I just think your chance of converting here is so high, and you keep control of the ball, you keep control of the clock, and you're getting the ball at the after the halftime. I would go for it, and it looks like they're going to. Well, they got big 74, and they're going to have to move the, the big man Anderson, 280 pounds in the middle. He's going to line up. So Wade's under center, like we mentioned. He needs about three inches. Wade. And we got a whistle, and he got the first down, but we'll see what the flag is. Wade is across the marker. We went too early. Now we got a punt. That stinks. We went too early. Now we got a punt. Um, I don't suspect Coleman will go for it here, and he is ticked. Headset off, and you could tell hands are flaring. And I don't blame him, man. I mean, that's a mental error that you Mm. cannot have. Those are the type of things that can change the momentum of the game. I'm not going to put anything out there, but for some reason, if Franklin puts a drive together here, it changes the whole momentum of the game. Instead of being up 14-3 or maybe even 10-3 with a couple minutes to go in the half, now you're down a little bit. It just, it's just a dumb mistake this, at this point of the game that you don't want to do. There it is, block kick. And a blocked kick, as you mentioned. Shoot. And it will go just to the 35-yard line, and that's basically actually just like going for it and missing it. Yeah. And at this point, you're, you're not even mad about the block kick. You're the, still the, the, um, the offsides or the false start, I'm sorry, the false start is still eating you up because we shouldn't even be in this position. But, again, this is what makes good defenses great. Can Trey Hunter show up? Brimmeyer show up? All of them right now. I mean, Maddox Reed, they're firing on all cylinders up front, and that's what we need right now. So we need a big play. Seven to three is the score. Seven fifty-four until halftime, and Franklin will get the ball on Summit's thirty-six, and mm. Sparks will come ahead for about eight yards. That's a good start for Franklin. Counter off to the right-hand side, and that's what we talked about earlier. They moved Jason Amsler into the right guard, and right there they're going to get the double team. Nice push up front and a gain of nine. And This is what I was talking about, man. You don't want to hand the momentum back over to Franklin. You need a turnover right here. You need a big play to keep the momentum on your side because if they score right here, now you're playing catch-up again. And here we go. They're going to hand to Bruce. Bruce goes up the middle just through the A-gap, and he's going to power drive his way down to the 13-yard line for 15 yards. Yeah, and this has given the offensive line of Franklin some more confidence. Uh, They looked like somebody, you know, kicked their poodle for the first quarter and a half, but now momentum is shifting. They got confidence up front. And uh, they're running all over Summit right now. Bruce spins off Brimmeyer, not too much. His penetration in the backfield by Brimmeyer, gain of one. Yeah, who is that? That was Maddox Reed, man. What a nice pop. I got to tell you this, man. With the exception of a couple plays by Franklin, I think we're the ones bringing the intensity. Summit with Jolly, Brimmeyer, Hunter, and that time, Reed, we're bringing the energy. We're setting the tempo, and that's what Coleman wanted to see tonight. It's what Melton wants to see. And so far, they're taking after their coach because Melton, he's a very, very intense, loud guy. And here we go. They're going to throw one to the back of the end zone. It's complete over the head of Aiden Bird, and it is 
and touchdown. Uh, I think. Oh, yeah, no, they're going to say it's out of yeah. bounds. I do apologize. The call was late, yeah. and that was called, but it's saying it's out of bounds. Yeah, he was wide open. That's the second time Aiden Bird has dodged a bullet. They are, It's no secret they're picking on the sophomore. Aiden Bird, a sophomore, he's done a great job so far, but now the coach has to tell him, hey, man, they're coming after you. Maybe line up a couple yards deeper off the ball and do not let your guy get behind you because that's the second time. And here we go. Bevin would be at the quarterback position. It's third and nine. What's going to happen? A little pop pass complete, but tackled short of the marker. And it is number 17, Bird, to get revenge. And it's going to be short, probably about four or five yards. I've been really impressed with Bird's tackling, especially being the sophomore, wrapping up better than anyone out there. That's another great tackle, short of the first down. And, man, big play by that kid. And that's what you want to see. When you can respond after getting beat up top and make a big play like that, I mean, who knows? Maybe we can get a block kick right here to even the score uh, because they just got one on us. But uh, good job by Bird on that tackle. It'll be a 29-yard field goal for Franklin, and it is up, and whoa, he just hit it and just walked away from it like a walk-off. Elliot, we'll walk off and take a commercial break. Seven to six, Summit leads by one. You're listening to Summit Spartans Football on TriStar Sports Radio Network. This is Summit Spartans Football on the TriStar Sports Radio Network. Welcome back in. 5.37 left until halftime. 7-6 to six is the score. We appreciate you listening. The bend but don't break defense of Melton uh, as Summit dodged a bullet after the punt was blocked. Franklin picked the ball up on Summit's 36, managed one first down and a 29-yard field goal. Elliott, just after he kicked it, he's already walking to the sideline, so he, he knew he hit it. It's kind of like a golf shot, but still, Matt, uh, three possessions, only one touchdown. You lead seven to six. Yeah, I remember that. Um, I can't. The, the movie's not coming to my head, but Al Pacino was the head coach. What was that football movie? You know what I'm talking about. Most people listening know what I'm talking about. But he talked about the little things, the game of inches. It's a game of inches, and that's why Summit has not ran away with it yet because of mental errors and a game of inches. A throw that's just a little bit over the receiver's head, or I'm sorry, a little bit under when the receiver had him beat and right there um, Coleman talks about the little things all the time so I know that that false start drove him crazy so I would expect to see an offense that's much more tighter less mental airs here and I mean other than that Summit is stopping themselves at this point they got more energy they're winning the battle up front and guys are getting open it's just let's get out of our own way here and let's just play football. Let's do what we know that we can do, and we're going to put points on the board. So I expect to see the the summit that we saw that first drive come out right here. We'll see as Elliot will kick it, and it's going to be a short kick, and they're going to whistle it dead. I want to mention high school football is back, and TriStar Sports Radio has you covered. Join J.P. Plant and the cast of dozens for TriStar Friday Night Live. Tune in Friday nights following our coverage of Summit Spartans football for scores from all across southern middle Tennessee and hear from those that were at the games. TriStar Friday Night Live covers high school football as it happens and reaction after the lights turn off. 
So that's a good sign. I mean, there was a delay of game, which is going to back Franklin up 10 yards. And that kick was short as well. I mean, they received it at maybe like the 30-yard line. So if this is short again, I mean, we might be taking this thing from the 40, and we could end up on the other side of the field to start this drive, which would be real nice. 537, second quarter. Seven for Summit, six for Franklin. The game of the week in Middle Tennessee. It's a squib kick, gets back to the up back, and will be returned, and you mentioned close to the 40, will start at the 38. Nice return for Summit, and that was King. Yeah, I'd like to see from a special team standpoint us make a little bit more big plays on the big return. We got the guys to do it. We got the speed. We got the athleticism. Maybe switch to like a wedge where you put the big guys out there and they uh, come together, form a wedge, and you can just blow people out of the water right up the middle, which will get guys like King some room to make some moves. Kerouac gets the call at running back off the right shoulder of Wade. Wade gets it. Wade is the speed option. Kerouac's pursuit dodges one. Whoa, and gets blown up about two yards behind the line of scrimmage by Spirito. He's going both ways. Yeah, Coleman must have saw something on the defense right there. Maybe they were stacking the middle, and he wanted to run that option to the outside. The philosophy is to keep doing what we've been doing, run up the middle, maybe a counter, maybe a trap, and then as they over-pursued towards the middle, then we pop them with that option to the outside. But unfortunately, that time, they did not bite. 4.55 left until halftime. Wade on the 37 will just pitch it to Kerouac. Kerouac cuts back up in the middle and nice play. He'll gain about four or five yards and it's going to be third down and four on the 48 yard line. Yeah, they overloaded that left side on the defensive side. So, I mean, that was the perfect run call. They're overloading the left or I'm sorry, they're overloading the right. We're going to toss to the left and it was daylight for Kerouac and uh, I'm surprised he only got six yards, but again, uh, this puts us in a position of third and five. I expect to see either Wade keep the ball for a run or a play-action pass right up the middle to like a king. 4-12 left. Man in motion. And we got another whistle. Oh, False no. start against Summit. So hit Coleman. the reverse button here. And now it's going to be about third. Yep, and ten. I think the receiver that came in motion might have crossed the line of scrimmage that was just a bad motion by the receiver i don't know which one it was but uh again coleman if you want to tick off brian coleman as a player you make stupid mistakes like that because now instead of third and five now we're in third and ten which i mean you have to spread out the field and throw it here well third and ten happened on their own 34 and now it's on their own 38 on the 34 was the second series of the game for Summit and Wade threw his first interception of the season and we got another whistle. And I believe this is a timeout. timeout. So we're going to take one as well. Three minutes, 44 seconds left until halftime. Seven for Summit. Six for Franklin. You're listening to Summit Spartans Football on TriStar Sports Radio Network. You're listening to Summit Spartans Football on the TriStar Sports Radio Network. Once again, here's Mike Epley. Welcome back in. 344 left until halftime. 7-6. to six. 
not probably the score you, you would envision or thought it could be with Wade on one side. And then you have the Hog Mileys, as I called the two on the other side, being recruited by a lot of teams in the SEC. But that's what happens when you get rivalry games. And Franklin really close in proximity, as we mentioned, to Summit. Bring back in Matt. But there's a big third and ten for Summit here. Yeah, the frustrating thing is it's not so much being surprised by the score because we thought this would be a tough, hard-nosed fought game. But Summit is outplaying Franklin on every side of the ball. So the only thing that's hurting Summit is Summit, and that's why the game is close. We'll see. Wade's going to throw it. He's got his man, and it's intercepted again. It was a little bit in front of Jolly. I don't know if he ran a little bit in, but once again, it's an interception, and now on the 39 of Summit, Wade's second one of the game. Yeah, I feel bad for Wade on that one. That was just a bad read. Brady Pierce was wide open up the seam. He went for Jolly, which was in double coverage. He tried to fire it in there, and unfortunately, that was just the wrong decision. And now they, uh, man, calling on the defense a lot tonight to keep stepping up. You got to wonder how long can the defense keep this up, and I guess we'll see right now. Mm, 334, and Wade is got a flat tire to say the least right now and um we'll, we'll see what what happens i mean wade's gonna have more possessions and 334 left until halftime so we'll see sparks is gonna run it but go. i could tell you whoa and he is power drive back to the ground and jolly's upset they took the ball from him on the last series jolly man he is a spark plug i won't stop saying it it was like a WWF wrestler, for those of you who are just listening and couldn't see. <laughs> Literally. He wrapped him up around his waist, and then he readjusted his hands under the offensive player's legs, picked him up, and slammed him on his back. He looked like 1985 Mr. Perfect with the long blonde hair that did the perfect plex. That was awesome. That's a penalty in the National Football League if you go into the quarterback just so you can have a vision at home of what it is. Up the middle, and a nice run for number 42, Orton. He'll get some of that yardage back and more, so it'll bring a third down and six on the 35 of Summit. Yeah, Brimmeyer with the shoestring tackle about seven yards deep. He saved the first down right there, so that was a good tackle by Brimmeyer coming from the opposite side, crashing down and just barely grabbing those shoelaces to trip up that uh, running back. So third and about six. Let's see what the Summit D here. I'd love to see... uh, Maybe Trey Hunter, maybe Maddox Reed, another sack. Let's go. We'll see if everyone can contain themselves. Uh, if that happens, we're going to hand it off and not going to get it. He's not going to get it. Orton, his shoestring tackled, and it's going to bring up fourth down in about three. Jacob Turner, the other middle linebacker, not a very big kid, about 175 pounds. I mean, Jolly, the outside backer, is bigger than him. But, man, what a great play right there. Delivering the blow, Jacob Turner. Stepping up, sticking his nose in the hole, which stopped him for about a gain of two. Now it's going to bring up, what, fourth and a long three. And so, they're going for it. Yeah, and they are. As I think they're going to try to make him jump. Maybe. Donnie Webb says, let's go. And we're going to go with 137 left in the second quarter. Summit, and they're going to hike it. And the pressure, and he's probably going to get it. It's going to be close. The handoff for the first time tonight was to DJ Durham, the senior. Yep. And he runs kind of the fullback position. He needed three, and he got four. They did try to make him jump there, and that was just your basic counter play. You got Amsler on the right guard. He's going to down block. And then, of course, you got Fisher Anderson, the left tackle, trying to pull through the hole. 
they did what they had to do there. It wasn't the prettiest run play, but it was effective, and now it's first down Franklin. Franklin driving with 107, and Coach Webb is letting the clock tick, so we'll see when he starts to air it out. And pressure, and still the pressure, and he's just trying to escape from it and throws it out of bounds. Yeah, good So pressure. all that for nothing. Yeah, good pressure right there. Backside, that was Maddox Reed. I'm really impressed with the defensive line for Summit. They are putting these offensive line to work. It's interesting because in the beginning of the game, Franklin got on a little roll with some nice pass plays. And, man, credit to the Summit coaching staff for making the adjustments because they cannot complete a pass. I mean, since the first quarter, they're doing a great job up front. Yep, and you're correct. And they also put in, uh, we talked about the junior Mason Richardson as well. He's played a lot in the middle. 54 seconds. It is now 7-6. Summit leads. And the pressure by two. He's going to escape one. And he's now in the secondary. It's Baven all the way down. What a run to the seven from the 28. A big run there. Broken play, nothing wrong with that defensive call at all. The pressure was there. Brimmeyer over pursued it a little bit, and that quarterback, kudos to him, man. He found the lane up the middle and uh, got the first down, and now they're knocking on Summit's door. Clock's running. Oh, and they try to slide one in with Bruce. He can't get in. He's about down to the three. So at the three-yard line, it'll be second down with 32 seconds. We'll stay here. So it kind of puts you in the huddle with Melton. What do you tell your players? There's still a couple of timeouts. Uh, Franklin only needs three yards to go ahead. Well, I think that Summits, they're obviously they're going to stay in the man coverage. They're going to load the box. You're going to want to see, or not you're going to want to see, they're going to probably plan for that counter play. It's been pretty much Franklin's go-to. That's where they pull the guard, kick out the defensive end. They pull the tackle through the middle, and um, you try that here. Both teams have two timeouts, so I don't think we'll see that ball go in the air. They're going to try to pound it in, so here's what I think that uh, Melton's going to do. I think he's going to take those defensive ends, and I think he's going to pinch them to the outside. You take the outside backers to cover the C gaps, which are the outside gaps, and you basically clog that middle as much as you can. And you know what? You're telling Franklin, look it, you're not going to run the ball up the middle on us anymore. We're going to make you pass. And so that's what I think is going to happen here. Now, can Summit actually execute? That's the big thing. And so far, the defensive line has beckoned the call. So I have faith right here. Going away from the scoreboard at Summit, Franklin on the three-yard line in a pistol formation. Call it a mini shotgun. Wow. Flank everybody out, basically five wide. They're going to attack the corner, and it's no good. Yeah. They cannot get it. They try the back pylon off the right side, and it's incomplete to repass. So here's what Franklin is saying. Our receiver can beat your defensive back, and uh, they were wrong right there. Kanata Wirtz. He did a fantastic job. He used the sideline as an extra defender and basically walled that guy to the outside. And I don't like that call by Franklin at all. I'm going to run the ball. I got two timeouts. I'm on the three-yard line. The run's working this series. Sometimes I don't understand what these coaches, they try to get too cute. Now they got the big men on both the right side. Well, they go to the right. We got a whistle, and they put Anderson on the right side with all the other 
yeah. loads of meat. That's and the, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, that was that was going. I think that they were going to go to the right side with that play. I would. You got two of the best offensive line in Tennessee. Stack them on the same side. You want to go? It's called tackle over, if you will. You put that extra defender on that right side, and you basically just run power to the right hand side. You you can just hold a sign out there. Hey, Summit. We're running power behind our two best guys. Now can you stop us? And, again, huge opportunity for Maddox Reed to step up and make a huge play. He's been doing fantastic tonight. And, again, that's what I would do if I was Franklin. So that's the right call. I just It trips me out, Epley, when these coaches try to get too cute when they get close. Kind of like remember when the Seahawks were playing the Patriots and we're like, dude, just give it to Marshawn Lynch. Like, just give it to him. But they get too cute, and they pass it, and then Brady wins his 75th Super Bowl, and we're all ticked off because he won again. Like, that's kind of what Franklin's doing here. Like, just run the ball behind your two best guys and let the chips fall where they may. Third down and three for Franklin. And here we go. We're going to be a heavy formation as they bring Gardner in at quarterback. So that's basically kind of your wildcat formation, and he will score. With 22 seconds left. Yeah, not to take anything away from Franklin on that drive. They did the right thing at the end. But the whole reason that they were in that position in the first place is mental mistakes. Little things that Coleman harps on. And I guarantee you, this Summit team is going to get an earful when they get in that locker room. Because the only thing stopping the Summit Spartans right now are the Summit Spartans. Summit had to come back in game one versus Indy. That was on the road, and we saw Wade shine in the third and fourth quarter. I'll just tell you this. Wade had five possessions. You can guess what he did. Five touchdowns. Mm -hmm. I know it's a different opponent, and we'll stay here with 22 seconds as it's 13-7. to I'm not sure Coach Coleman would fire one, try to get to the end zone, unless you get a return maybe out to midfield here. Yeah. I don't think it would hurt. I mean, you know, look at you got one of the best quarterbacks um, around and you're down and give him a little confidence. Here's where we're at right now. By no means is anybody hitting the panic button. I promise you, Summit is not panicked. The coaching staff is not panicked. You're not panicked, but you're ticked off because you know you shouldn't be in this position. But these are those games to where if you let them hang around, you don't want to be in this position in the fourth quarter. So we go inside the locker room, you give them an earful, you get on them a little bit, and then you tone it back down and say, all right, here's what we're going to do to fix it. And um, it's kind of it's just frustrating because you don't think Summit should be in this position. But back to what you said, again, good field position. I wouldn't be surprised if they try to take a shot. I mean, what do you got to lose? 22 seconds left, might as well. Yeah, and I'm surprised, too, that even third and ten Wade did didn't hit the accelerator on either one and try to run i know 10 yards is a lot but then you have one of the best athletes as we mentioned quarterback and quarterbacks in the state of tennessee but you also have weight as a runner uh, and he's uh, pulled off a 30 yard run already tonight so it's going to be a short oh, kick God. and almost bounces in the hands of franklin and it's aiden bird and he controls it, and he looks at the coach and says, my bad, but that could have been a disaster. It could have been. A, look, at, I mean, he took a shot. He was running full speed. He dropped the ball. The thing I like about Aiden Bird is the kid's got poise, and he's only a sophomore. So the smartness to just fall on the ball, cut your losses, super smart by that kid. I ain't mad at him at all. 
Summit started at the 40, 34, 30, 38. You can go figure at the 34. So this has been the field position all night for Summit. 20 seconds left. We'll see what Coleman's going to do. He's content to run one line of scrimmage, and that's probably going to do it. And he's going to say, we're not taking the shot, and this is over, uh, or this half is over. So a pretty fast pace first half as Franklin leads 13 to seven over summit just took the lead with 22 seconds left until halftime we're going to take the commercial break we're going to toss it back up to jp and we'll come back here and give you some stats but you're listening to summit spartans football on tristar sports radio network summit spartans football on the tristar sports radio network is brought to you in part by the garbage man Parks Motor Sales, Ten Pin Alley, Sands Fence Company, DB's Pizza, Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, Game Time, Right Care Clinic, Columbia and Franklin Kubota, Beck Dental Care, Holland's Pharmacy, Quickmark Convenience Stores, Brown's Body Shop, Davis Heating and Cooling, Apex Bank, and by Jimmy Petty and NashvillePlace.com. It's time for Spartans football with Matt Rogers. Here's Mike Epley. Welcome back in, everyone. We're at halftime. 13 to 7. Franklin Summit. Franklin leads Summit. Uh, not too much scoring, but we will go over the scoring drives. Uh, first possession for Franklin Elliott made a 27 yard field goal. Flipped it back to Wade. Wade responded with a touchdown. 7-3 Summit leads, and that lasted almost until halftime. 29-yard field goal, 7-6, and on the last possession with 22 seconds, they run the Wildcat formation and score and go ahead 13-7. So I'm going to toss it over to Matt just in a second, but I want two things you guys need to know about listening at home. Number one. Summit's offense averages 34 points a game. Seven. Defense gives up 13. That's the number Franklin's on. So if they're going to hold serve to the numbers, that's where um, they need to be. Also, if you're just wondering, Wade, if you didn't listen to the Indy game and you thought 40-34 it was a shootout, no, it wasn't. It was 14-6 to Indy. Wade had four possessions, scored on one touchdown. He's got five possessions, scored on one touchdown tonight. Down eight at halftime, down down six at halftime. So Wade comes back. Touchdown, 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 touchdown. I know if you're trying to do math at home, that's five touchdowns for Wade. What my point is, for I toss it to Matt, you can't count him out. He can come back and adjust, and we may just see it. Matt Rogers. Yeah, I, mean, I think the big uh, the big thing here is the turnovers. The turnovers for Summit is the reason why Franklin's able to hang around in this game. They got 10 points off of the turnovers, and that's the only reason that uh, they're still in this game. So I, we've been in this position before at Indy, so I would suspect that we're going to see a much tighter, much cleaner offense for Summit when they come back out. Defense, you can't – they haven't really done anything wrong. I mean, they've been put in a bad position off of these turnovers. But I think that the defensively, I think Spartans are playing fantastic, especially up front. Really, really impressed with the defensive ends in, uh, in Trey Hunter 
and Maddox Reed. I think they are doing a phenomenal job with these tackles. I think that's going to continue. I love the enthusiasm from Summit. I love the focus and what they're bringing. I love the energy. And I think this is going to be a very similar second half to what we saw at Indy because, you know, I'm, I'm trying not to sound like a homer too much, Epley. I know we're, you know, we're, we're, we're talking for Summit. But I'm always going to give credit where credit is due. And with that being said, I can't say that because Franklin is doing this, that is why they're ahead. The story is two turnovers, 10 points off of those turnovers. Summit has given the momentum back to Franklin, and this team is coached well enough. They have good enough leadership, and they definitely have good enough players to turn this around and make it a completely different football game in the second half. What do you see as the adjustment for Coleman in the offense? Because, like, I will agree with you. I think the defense for Melton is, is, is played fairly well tonight, for sure. The offense is not what we've seen uh, in the past couple of games. So what's the adjustment for Coleman? It's mental, it's, it's, it's mental mistakes. Here's the three big mistakes that Summit made in the first half. The first one was Wade underthrew a wide-open Austin Harvey. And that was just the sophomore going against the senior. He lost the battle. Harvey was wide open. Had the throw been made, that's a touchdown. Secondly, it's third and six inches. We jump off sides. That's the second thing, and we got to turn the ball back over. And the third thing, Wade made a bad read. He had a wide open Brady Pierce. He threw into double coverage. There's the other turnover. So it's not like you can say Franklin's doing a phenomenal job here, which is why Summit is behind. No. Summit made three key errors. And I don't think that that's going to happen in the second half. They're going to adjust. And that's why, you know, positively, optimistically speaking, we're going to see a second half very similar to what we saw at Indy. And we did see playing Franklin, you did have Keaton Wade last year. So the first win over Franklin last year for Summit, 28-14, that was on the road. You had Keaton Wade not making excuses for Summit. Keaton Wade has not been out there all year. And his brother, Destin Wade, was able to manufacture five touchdowns and five possessions. And Indy's a good ball team, about built like Franklin. We mentioned Franklin 1-2 and two record. Summit's undefeated. But one of the losses to Ravenwood, the top two players in the senior class play on Ravenwood. They'll, yep. be, they'll be one of the contenders in 6A football for sure. Uh, Oakland, Ravenwood, you could bet Maryville and probably a team from West, and <clears throat> there you go. I was going to say, he, he, here's the one thing that I don't like. I don't like that Franklin now has momentum to where they think that they're in this game because Summit was really taking that away from them in the beginning of the, of the second quarter, and they've given it back to them. And again, like we said in the beginning, if you can get up by two or three scores, it's game over. But now you're keeping them in a dogfight, which is what I don't like. Big drive right here for the Summit offense. The kick was basically a ground ball fielded by Aiden Bird. <coughs> so the Summit Spartans will take over on the 27th and Wade will trot out as the last man on the field. So the Cam Newton lookalike, I would say, in the high school football ranks, comes in at quarterback in the shotgun, sends man in motion, and that will be 
Reed lining down to block for Wade. Wade will spin off one, two. He breaks three. He's in the open field. He goes for 10 yards, and that's Destin Wade. Give him 11. Yeah, it's smart to come out there and say, listen, we're going to establish tempo. We're going to establish momentum. We're going to give it to Wade. We're going to send a message to Franklin that, hey, we've let you stay in this game, but now we're going to show you what our real Trojan horse looks like because they really haven't experienced the full effect of Wade yet, but I think they're about to. We mentioned Wade didn't run too much in the first half, and uh, 30 seconds in, Summit down six. Wade quarterback sends Reed, and Reed actually will get a sweep play. So they'll give it to the tight end. What a wrinkle goes for about two. Yeah, that was an interesting play call there. I never saw them run that play through the walkthrough, and I've never seen, I think, that that is Maddox Reed's first carry of the year. I know he's caught a couple balls, but what you call that right there, in my opinion, is like a decoy play. You run a play like that to see how the defense reacts so that you can come back and run something different, maybe like a pop pass on third or fourth down. So it's just kind of like spying on the defense, if you will. And we're going to have to get some news quickly uh, about what's happening as Wade throws one. It's thrown late out to uh, Switzer, and it's incomplete. The number one target is not on the field. And Brady Pierce is on the end of the bench, and we'll try to get the news to you uh, from maybe Justin because he's standing about 10 10 yards from Brady Pierce, and he is not on the field in the third and eight. Maybe uh, I don't think there's anything wrong with him, I would speculate, because I didn't see him get too many runs on offense during the walkthrough. I saw a lot more of Kanata Wade. uh, Kanata Wirt, sorry, and I saw a lot more of Jolly, and there's Jolly right there. And a play, a first oh, down no, throw a, to Switzer for nine yards to the 49. Wade needed eight. Yeah, I mean, the thing that we talk about, the one thing that I was hesitant about or a little concerned, if you will, during the pregame is how well can this offensive line pass block against this defense? And so far, they have knocked it out of the park. They have really beckon the call. Wade can get comfortable in the pocket. And now it's just on Destin Wade to deliver throws, make good reads, and he did right there. So that's really encouraging to see. So if you're listening at home or on the road or wherever, uh, Maddox Reed is actually playing more of a wide receiver tonight. He's playing tight end or some tight end throughout the year. And like you mentioned, uh, Matt, with Tanner Shake uh, as the tight end tonight and Maddox Reed is really playing a, a position you see Brady Pierce play. Switzer's out there as well. The running backs will be um, King and Kerouac tonight. So you're seeing a mi- mi- mixed, I guess, bag here for Coach Coleman and sp- pulling the tight end out. Co- almost like um, a tight end for um, the, the, the Saints and the uh, Packers. Yeah. Uh, Jimmy Graham. Yep. And I mean, it's it's cool to see, too, because, I mean, if you're out there and you're thinking about sending your kid to Summit to play football or, you know, you're, you're a kid and you, you're not sure where you want to go, the great thing about Summit is their coaches coach well, even on the young players, and they trust their players to get in there. I mean, anybody can play anywhere at any time. There's an opportunity to see the field as a player, as a young player, 
for Summit, and you just don't see that too often in high school football anymore, especially for a team that's trying to get back to the state finals again. You see a lot of young blood on the field, and that's really, really encouraging. Coleman and the offense, they don't just stick to one player. They give everybody an opportunity to play, and it's, it's really cool. I mean, you see someone like Tanner Shake, a sophomore, didn't, or I'm sorry, a junior that didn't play too much last, last year, a sophomore year. I, I think he's going to catch a couple more passes. If the offense can get into a rhythm and do what they want to do because they weren't able to do that in the first half, you're going to see Tanner Shake catch a couple of those pop passes up the middle. And I'm not sure what they're waiting on. I don't know if it's a clock issue or not. We've been in uh, pause mode here for about actual minute. And I will tell you, um, I think we're looking to get back as the one of the officials coming up to the uh, score clock here right behind us. Uh, high school football is back at TriStar Sports Radio. Has you covered? Join J.P. Plant, a cast of dozens for TriStar Friday Night Live. Tune in to Friday night's following our coverage of Summit Spartans football for scores from all across southern middle Tennessee and hear from those that were at the games. TriStar Friday Night Live cover high school football as it happens and reaction after the lights turn off. 10-29, and here we go back to the action. First down uh, for Summit. Nice play by Wade. Wade, here he comes, breaks one, and Wade is running with the vengeance uh, down to about the 44. That's a seven-yard run. He is running with a purpose. That was basically just a quarterback counter to the left-hand side. You saw the right tackle, Ryan Smith, pull right up the gut, make a nice hole, and Wade, even if you put hands on him, you're not going to tackle him. You're going to have to wrap him up around the waist and literally use all your strength to pull him down. It's it's like wrestling a bull. I'm, I'm a big fan of that show uh, Yellowstone with Kevin Cosner, and they wrestle those bulls. That's exactly what it's like when you're trying to tackle Destin Wade. 9.45, third quarter. If you're just tuning in, 7 for Summit, 13 for Franklin. This is a home game for Summit, 5A football against 6A. Wade. Will throw. Got it. To the 35-yard line and breaks one tackle and Switzer down to the 32. So that is a 12-yard pass play from Wade to Switzer. So cool to see what Summit offense did there. You heard me say a couple plays ago how they it's kind of like a decoy offensive play. Well, that last run play was a quarterback counter to the left. This time they pulled both guards again. He faked the run to the left, rolled out to the right, and that's a beautiful play-action play for the positive first down. Trips left, Wade's got one off the left hip. And he's got the tight end off the right, but he's going to toss it left. And we see Coleman do a lot of this, and we've got a flag on the play. He runs to the wide side with the trips, and he, he wants his receivers blocking. Yeah, he put a lot of faith in his receivers blocking there. Unfortunately, it did not work out. I think we're going to get a holding call on probably one of those receivers, and it's going to go against Summit. Um, but, again, if you're going to run that play, you're having a lot of faith in your wide receivers to make the block. And, again, these are mistakes that Summit can't have. It kills momentum, it kills drives, and they're going to have to step up and stop making those mental errors. Well, they bring back in lucky number 13, and Pierce is out on the field with the offense. That's and, good to and see. And I call this guy Gamer. It's good to see. I'll never forget that catch he made in Spring Hill in that back corner of the end zone. It was beautiful, man. He laid out, and that was perfect. And every time he's been on the field for pass play so far, he's been wide open. First 23, Wade, here he comes. Wade hits the outside. Destin Wade's in a foot race. Breaks one tackle, two tackles. 
and he's going to the goal line. Touchdown, Dustin Wade from 46 yards. Bang! The X Factor, the Wizard, Wade, Wonder, whatever you call him, that was all Destin Wade. Let's start with the offensive line up front. A beautiful stretch play, quarterback stretch play to the outside. And once he hit that outside seam, there was no stopping him. Two uh, strong safeties tried to make the tackle, and they ain't going to catch him today. Wade for six. And now the critical is what I'm going to call an extra point from the junior Ryan Crane, if he's been kicking like anything he's been. Oh, and a bot snap, but they're going to try to run it in, and that is no good. And I'm not sure if the holder Pierce lost it because it looked like a pretty good snap. I could be wrong. Yeah, I, I got to be honest. I don't want to project either way. All I saw was the fumbled snap. I don't know if it was a good snap or a bad snap, but I did see the placeholder uh, fumble that, and uh, that was definitely not on the kicker. Uh, Pierce tried to make the most of that, but um, I thought he was going to get in, man. He's a little athletic stud, but uh, again, little mistakes, man. These little things, and I know, i mean, you could see Coleman. Look at him. He is absolutely furious, and he's yelling at, uh, is that King that he's yelling at? Number 10, yeah, that's King. I, I, King's not the snapper, is he? We're going to try to get this commercial break in. 13 to 13 tie. You're listening to Summit Spartans Football and TriStar Sports Radio Network. This is Summit Spartans Football on the TriStar Sports Radio Network. Number one just went in for six points from 46 yards. Destin Wade took it to the right, made a couple of cuts, and just broke one into the end zone. A big play that Summit needed. Unfortunately, the extra point was no good. We stand 13 to 13 as now we have number 32, Cooper Hall, back on the field to kick it. And Hall will kick it down, and it's returned at about the 7 for Franklin. And this is going to stop at the 28. So, Matt. Great offensive possession to start the second half for Summit. Unfortunately, the missed extra point. We're in a dead heat now with Franklin. Yeah, absolutely. This is going to be another big drive for the defense. They've been doing a fantastic job. Again, the only reason that Franklin has been able to put some points on the board is turnover. So I expect the defense to not miss a step right here. Franklin's going to try to come out and run the ball. They've been successful on that last drive, running up the gut behind those big offensive line. This is a big test for the defensive line. We talked about him the last couple weeks. We'd like to see Mason Richardson really step up. He's been quiet tonight, and uh, he needs to make some big plays. And they'll throw it across the middle, and it's complete to midfield and over midfield. Nice throw, and it's the receiver repass uh, to get it. Yeah, that, uh, that was Kanata Wirtz was the defender on that one. They're running single coverage, man coverage. It's us saying, hey, we can cover you. Go ahead and try us. Try to throw the ball on us. And on that time, it worked out for Franklin. And that will be 22 yards up to the Summit 48. So 8-11 left in the third quarter. It's 13-13. Sparks and, oh, a missed tackle by Richardson. And he's in the open field. It's a foot race, and Sparks will score, I believe, and he does. The missed tackle at the line of scrimmage. That is uh, kind of like a uh, someone deflating your balloon right there, man. Richardson had the chance 
to make a big tackle, a big play. Mm. Uh, I know the defensive line coach is not going to like that one because he had his guy in a position, and it's just failure to execute right there. And uh, that running back, man, that was a good run towards the end. And, uh, again, we're back into a dogfight. We're playing from behind. You know, we got weight on offense, so it's kind of like you feel – remember when Barry Sanders was on the Lions and you, you just always felt like every time he touched the ball he was going to score? You kind of have that feeling with Wade as well. But, again, you just don't want to be in a dogfight with this team. You, you could be up by two scores, and, um, unfortunately, here we are, down by seven, middle of the third quarter. Both teams scored on their first possession so of the second half. And, once again, I, as Matt mentioned, I don't count Wade out. He touched the ball five times on the road, and he scored all five times. Now, unfortunately – you're going to have to stop Franklin. And you had the p- people in position to make the tackles. You just got to do it. And, unfortunately, right now Summit is down seven, I believe, if I'm looking correctly, that this is the largest lead of the night for Franklin. Yeah. But I'll yeah. tell you what you don't want to have happen is where you get an extra point war with the guy who walks off the field like he hit like you hit the grand slam a walk-off home run i mean the guy's very confident in doing it and unfortunately summit's been back and forth with their field goal and place kicking yeah hall's really stepped his game up since the indie game i mean he looks a lot stronger on his kicks but there's still a problem in the kicking game that doesn't necessarily mean it's the kicker's fault but there is a challenge in the kicking game and right now it definitely favors franklin i mean they have been nails with two field goals two extra points so uh, I hope it doesn't come down to the kicking game. We have the potential to still strike hard, strike fast, and, and get up quick. But we got to stop those big plays because we don't want it to come down to a, uh, a, a leg kicking contest, if you will. Need to get old Trey Hunter and Brim Meyer and some of those guys motivated and get them, get them ready to go. Uh, you, want me, you want me to put this down and go down there and start screaming at some people's might faces? Might need you. And Bird gets it again and he loses it. It's on the ground, but he picks it up at the 26. Yeah, Bird's getting a lot of uh, experience tonight, a lot of learning lessons for Aiden Bird, the sophomore. Uh, he's been on kickoff right there. He was on kickoff return, and that was the second fumble to- uh, second time he fumbled that. But, again, he laid on the ball, so we're good to go. You wonder if Coach Coleman thinks about if that kick keeps coming there, you bring your up back and put him there. I, just an idea, but then you lose kind of the chemistry on your return unit. Yeah, it's interesting, and I mean, he he has faith in his players, man. He keeps people out there, keeps coaching them up, and uh, look, it looks like we have like a double tight end right here. We do, and here comes Wade. He Wade in the seam. He got Come on, Wade. 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 Come on to the end zone. That's just clowning. Touchdown. That is clowning right there. Back in the day, someone wants to step up and get clowned. That is clowning. That's a quarterback draw right up the middle. Phenomenal job by the offensive line taking those sets. And, I mean, he didn't get touched until 30, 40 yards down the field where number 15, that was Taylor Spirdo, tried to make a tackle. And he just face-masked him, put him on the ground. like It looked like Cam Newton mixed with Marshawn Lynch, and that kid did have a chance that was just so fun to watch that took about 15 seconds <laughs> the old barry sanders analogy man and good i'm so telling you 
I just said the largest deficit for Summit, it's over. And one snap of the finger, Destin Wade goes 74 yards. We'll take a commercial break. The excitement's building here in Summit. 20 to 20, you're listening to Summit Spartans Football on TriStar Sports Radio Network. You're listening to Summit Spartans Football on the TriStar Sports Radio Network. Once again, here's Mike Eppley. Welcome back. As the drum beats, so does Destin Wade. Destin Wade is showing out, to say the least, in the second half, and he's probably telling his defense, just stop it one time. One time, but it's 20 to 27, 39. Mike Epley, Matt Rogers. Well, Matt, we can dissect one play. It went for 74 <laughs> yards after Wade ran for 46 on his second and 23. Off the right side, he comes up the middle, and one person tracks him down, but he couldn't get him down. Oh, and man. a touchdown, Destin Wade. So, Destin Wade has 7-4. This is my 1.96 GPA kicking in, you know, for all of you, for all you listeners out there. That's 11. That's, uh, that's 11. Okay, so here we go. 121 yards for Wade in the last two plays. And, I mean, what do you do with that? It's just it's, it's, it's unstoppable. We need the defense to stop him here because now we're in a position where we can run away with this thing. Yep, and I would say Summit's offense is hitting on all cylinders as Franklin will start at the 29, the same spot they started on the last drive in the second half. So 7.30, it's 20-20, to 20, just like – start of the game unfortunately the momentum's got to be on summit's offense totally and i mean even as a high school you got to figure i mean these are 15 16 17 year old kids out there it's really deflating when you feel like you're playing against a 25 year old like you just you just know you you can't beat the guy and that does something to your psyche on both sides of the ball so it's just it's so fun to be on this side when you got that guy on your team because it just gives you a confidence boost that uh, it's it really got to be deflating for the Franklin Admirals. Sparks were run to the 34. That's a five-yard gain to start the drive. So they're going to continue giving it to the running back as the Admirals kind of want to stay balanced. It looks like for Summit, they're going to say, well, we're going to run Wade, and if, if, I mean, if he wants to throw it, he can throw it too because he threw it to Switzer and made two first downs in the air on the first drive in the second half. 6.43, it's 20 to 20 is the score. Franklin Summit, 6A versus 5A. Big rivalry game. This is the fourth time they've done it. Nice and job, there we Jesse go. And nowhere. Off the right side, and... Maddox Reed also there to help. That was great, man. You got Brimmeyer on the backside shooting the A-gap, chasing him down. That's just a beautiful play up front. Still like to see the defensive line in the mix, making plays, and that's what we want to see. We want to see tackles by the four guys up front. If we're getting tackles by the four guys up front, they're giving them one yard, maybe two yards, and a loss for yards. We don't want to see linebackers, and we definitely don't want to see DBs making tackles. That was an awesome play by Jesse. Inside six minutes, and the crowd is up here as we have a good showing here at Summit. They're going to throw one out to the flats and try to get it, and they will by yard. Nice work there by the Admirals. 
Yeah, i got to give uh, credit to the Franklin coaches. They're seeing something on the defense. They're trying to set up their offense, and uh, that perimeter was wide open, and uh, it worked for them. A little swing pass with the running back, and uh, that was good enough for the first down. Yes, it went to Sparks. Sparks has been very popular in the third quarter for the Admirals. Bryce Sparks, yeah, he's only a junior too, huh? 20-20 is the score. It's shotgun formation for the Admirals. Going to hand it off up the middle and bounce off a couple of tackles. Big tackle by Jolly coming up in the middle. And a nice run there. But number 42 uh, plays a lot of the fullback position for four yards. Orton. God, I love watching that kid play. It reminds me, when I played for the University of Washington, we played the University of Miami, and that's when they had number 20, Ed Reed. You know, he went on to play for the Baltimore Ravens and make a name for himself, but he brought this just mean, mean chip on his shoulder energy when you played him and you were scared of him. And the cool thing about Jolly, man, he's making this name for himself. Is just He just looks mean on defense, man. The way he hits, the way he runs, and it's really fun to watch. He's going to fake it and throw it, and it's incomplete over the head of repass, and now it's third down and six. Yep, and uh, that was Jolly and Trey Hunter in the quarterback's face. You can put pressure on this guy. It doesn't seem like he's been too successful. Again, that's uh, Connor Beaven, the quarterback. Every time we've gotten pressure on him, he hasn't been able to make a play. So I would expect third and seven, I'd say, Epley, probably an outside blitz, but I'm going to call right now. They're definitely going to bring five rushers. And will they go back to Spirito in the slot off the left side? Keep a listen because he's off the left. They went to him like he was the most popular person in the school. And they're going to call maybe a timeout. That's a huge timeout in a game like this. And we'll take one as well. 459 timeouts to Franklin. It's 20 to 20. This is Summit Spartans football on TriStar Sports Radio Network. You're listening to Summit Spartans football on the TriStar Sports Radio Network. Once again, here's Mike Eppley. Welcome back. Welcome back. 459 left in the third quarter. 20 to 20. Picking up new sponsors. I appreciate Jimmy Petty, a buddy of mine that's picked up on Summit Spartans. So if you want to... Pick up some sponsorships. We'll always take you, uh, for sure. Call the radio station, um, and they'll get you taken care of, or James Dickinson in particular. So 459, 20-20. It's third down and seven on the 44-yard line. This is a big play, Matt. Yeah, Franklin tried to just see. Uh, they burned a timeout there to see how, uh, how Summit would line up, and uh, maybe they got a tell on our defense. We'll see. Here we go, man, in motion will be repassed, going from left to right across the face of the quarterback. He's got all day, he throws to the outside, is it complete? No, sir. So now it's fourth down, and do you punt it back to Wade? Oh, what a tough call for Franklin. It's kind of like a lose-lose situation. I mean, the right call is to punt. But you know that's <laughs> here. Here's the deal. Here's what it's like. When I was growing up, I'm I'm the baby of five. I had a big brother. I'm a pretty big guy. I'm six five. My brother Tim, we I called him Timmy. Little Timmy is six foot nine. Oh. So we were in big into Rocky movies. Obviously, we, we would put the uh, we'd put the toilet paper in our mouth as mouthpieces, and we would box each other. And uh, 
my brother would let me win and, 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 and let me start making some punches. And then all of a sudden, he had to let me know I was his little brother. And then he would just beat the heck out of me. Like, you know, no face shots, no face shots. Boom. And then he would, like, chin check me. Here's the point I'm trying to make. Coleman wanted to set some stuff up in the first half. The momentum didn't work out. And now the big brother, Big Timmy, as I would like to say, said, all right, I'm done messing around with you. I'm putting the ball in Wade's hand. I want to go home. I want to be 4-0. And that's just the feeling you get because he takes over a game like that. So uh, consider this Coleman's knockout punch on this series with uh, Wade as his right hook. A punt that goes back like a wedge to the 41 of Summit. And you mentioned, uh, like your brother, or Big Timmy, <laughs> here comes Wade. Yeah, little little Timmy takes well, little, the field to let everyone know that uh, he's the big brother here. So um, it's going to be I – don't, I, don't, I mean, I'm not trying to sound too cocky or anything like that. Like, oh, you know, we're going to win. He's going to run. But at the same time, it's – you just – you can't stop the guy. I mean, it's almost like you're like, all right, we're going to put three guys on number one and let the other chips fall where they may. So let's well, see what happens here. Everyone's in the box. Eight people to stop it. And they're going to stop the run on the first play. They have eight people in the box to stop the run. And a loss of two for Summit to start. Uh, And that was not Wade on the carry. It was, I believe, I can't get the number. I'm trying to figure this out. Give me one second. I think it was King. I do, too. I'm going to. So, basically, what they did right there is they, uh, they. bunched the front line so they only had two receivers one on the left one on the right and they had a single back back there which i believe it was king and it's called a read stretch maybe if you will wade puts the ball in king's hand he reads that defensive end if the defensive end pinches down wade's gonna keep it if the defensive end i'm sorry if the defensive end widens out wade will keep it if the defensive end pinches down he gives it and that's what he did there but you also can fake that coming back and then send Wade off of the left side, which maybe Coleman was setting something like that up, but uh, we'll see what happens here. I, I definitely think Wade's going to be carrying the ball again very shortly. The injured player for Franklin would be 71, Patrick Stone. He's a junior. Uh, so he walked off the field on his own power, and now Summit would be second and 12 on the 39 420. Left in the third, we are tied. Maybe not for long because <laughs> well, here he comes again. Wade going right. Wade will go. And uh, could have been a late hit, but they didn't want to throw it. Wade did go for about seven yards. If anything, I would say horse collar. They had their hand wrapped around his neck. And look at all that's going to do is make him a little bit more mad. It's going to be interesting to see how Wade reacts. If he gets a little too emotional right here and does something nasty, or if he just keeps his poise and just bucks people over like he did right there. Well, here he goes. He needs four. It's third down, and Wade. Wade goes for six. First down, Summit. <laughs> so good to see. It's like, look at uh, I'm done messing around with you. I'm going to give the ball to number one and let him run away with this thing, and that's exactly what's happening here. And if, if you're Franklin, you got to be getting a little frustrated right now. And gas. That's what I was about to ask. Look at some of the defenders on Franklin. Oh, yeah. It's, it's a difference to watch. You know, you look at the blue jerseys, chest up, confident. You look at those white jerseys, they're hanging their head. They're gassed. They're tired. I mean, they, you could feel the momentum switching back to the blue side. 
Wade will get the snap. Wade's going to throw it. It's underthrown and complete for two yards, but it could have gone a lot longer to Pierce. Yeah. First catch of the night. Yeah, the offensive line is still doing a great job up front. Wade's going to roll out to the left. It's kind of, the, again, they call it RPO, read pass option. Wade knows he can run. He wants to throw the ball. It's kind of like, you know, I don't know if you're feeling my analogies a lot. I know I give a lot of them, but, you know, it's kind of like when you're playing in computer mode and, you know, you're playing Madden and you can run every time if you want. But you're like, yeah, I want to throw the ball a little bit. It's kind of like what Wade does. It's like, oh, I can run anytime I want to, but let me see if a pass works right here. 255, second down and eight. Wade, oh, red, one guy right in the defense. He handed it to King and going nowhere. So it's now it's a big third down and eight. Yeah, so this is what you don't want, and this is why I try to watch myself to not – sound too cocky as I'm announcing because this is not a good position to be in third and a long nine right now you almost feel like you're gonna have to pass and again Wade's not been great tonight passing under through one guy made a bad read on another side so he's gonna have to make a big pass play right here here it is on the 46 Wade Wade's gonna throw it oh and a little bit behind him, but probably should have been caught, and it was Pierce, incomplete. Yeah, and there was a little bit of pressure on him right there. I, uh, this is the first time we're seeing the punt team go out, huh? I mean, that's, again, 20-20. to 20, You could be up, and, uh, again, you're letting this team hang around. I don't want to jinx it. Yeah. We saw the punt team one time, and it was blocked. Yes, you're right. So we'll see what happens. Uh, punt team, this is the second time out for summit and here we go low snap snap. and pretty good kick a spiral and wow it goes down at the what a great punt that lands at the two yard line cooper hall kudos to you brother that was a d1 punt good for him low snap keeps his composure and it didn't matter if you put Kern from the Titans out there. He could not have done a better job. That was absolutely perfect. I think it's going to be on like the, what, the one-yard line, two-yard line? That was one fantastic. and a half is where they're going to mark it. So, wow. Yeah, that was, that was a great punt. Two minutes and two seconds left in the third quarter. We'll stay here. No TV timeout. 20 to 20. So, they're going to be locked and loaded and ready to go. Summit out on the out on defense for the third time and we got a whistle and that's half the distance as we have a false start yeah the difference that i'm starting to see now since they had success at the end of the second half is they are overloading that right hand side up front with the big man so they uh they're putting i would say like a tackle over type look it's very beefy on the right hand side which means that they're probably going to want to try to run the ball a lot more and we'll see as 74 trots over to the right side. If you're just tuning in, Fisher Anderson is a junior. He's six foot eight, about 275 pounds, and he is the. And we got one. another movement. And we got somebody falling over on the right side. And I don't know if it's 74 or not, but they moved him over there, and he's the fifth best player uh, in the junior class uh, from 
So now we cannot we go half the distance twice inside the one and a half. You do the math on that. Yeah, it's so interesting. <laughs> so they put they put Amsler back there next to Fisher. So now their two best linemen, Fisher and Amsler, are playing next to each other. So instead of him playing left tackle, they flip him over to right tackle, and they're trying to run right behind him, like right there. And that's exactly what they're doing. Two-yard gain back to the original line of scrimmage. Here's what's awesome, man. That's your middle linebacker right there. That's Gavin Wells. He is taking those big offensive linemen head on. It's no surprise. Franklin's basically saying, we are running to this side, and now you got Summit's defensive linemen. They're stepping up. They're playing lights out tonight. Great job by the defensive line. 133 left in the third quarter. It's 20-20. to a big offensive line for Franklin. Probably one of the biggest summit we'll see all year. Going to hand to the left side. Pursuit. Nice pursuit and a tackle made at the five-yard line on Sparks. A gain of about two. Got to love it. That's another linebacker right there. That's your other linebacker, Jacob Turner. So the backers are stepping up here on the run game. The summit coaches are doing a great job loading up that, that, that defensive line and this is really impressive because it's kind of like throw the Division One offers out the window because Summit's saying, hey, we're going to beat you up front. That's exactly what Melton said he wanted to do, and Summit is winning the game up front. 48 seconds, third down and seven from the five-yard line. If they could get it back, Wade and company will have a good shot. The pressure, and down he goes, but he got rid of it. That's it's Trey Hunter. grounding again. Trey Hunter is in the backfield. He's tired of seeing number four. Trey Hunter is playing beast mode tonight. It's like J.J. Watt, Jadavian Clowney morphed together, and that is Trey Hunter tonight. Should have been another intentional grounding call. Franklin got lucky on that one, but Trey Hunter is the story on defense tonight. He is absolutely eating the offensive line's lunch, and that should bring him up a notch in the recruiting polls. So happy to see that kid play lights out tonight. Trey Hunter, uh, I will give you the size of Trey Hunter just so you know from home. He's about 6'1 and 225 pounds. May have to put him at linebacker, but still, uh, great work by him. Is a high kick. Get away from it. Is this going to land at the 38 and go sideways? And it's going to be down at the 38, and Wade will start with 28 seconds on the 38 of Franklin. Yeah, and that, I mean, that's that's when you have defense step up, make a big play. It all started with the punt, yep. man. What a phenomenal punt, pinning that offense back down there, and now you can feel the pressure. This will break the tension, completely move the momentum back to Summit. We need a touchdown right here. And Wade will start at Franklin 38, 28 seconds left, 20 to 20. Wade, here he goes. He gets, he gets two. And that's probably the last play of the quarter. We'll see. I'm not sure Coleman wants to speed this up. It is a tie ball game. We'll see what, if he calls the play. It's 13 seconds. It's 17 seconds between the play clock and game clock. Yeah, and, yes, he is. He's going to. He's going to maybe try to catch him off guard. Will he hike it? Three seconds. Two. Oh. And almost got the right end to move, but they didn't. So that's going to do it. This is an exciting football we're, game. We're in a dogfight, baby. It's Franklin and Summit, just like we started. We only got <laughs> one quarter left. It's 20-20. to 20. We'll be back. You're listening to Summit Spartans Football on TriStar Sports Radio Network. This is Summit Spartans Football on the TriStar Sports Radio Network. 
Williamson County at the home of the Summit Spartans. Fourth time this has happened. Franklin's won twice. Summit won their first game last year, 28-14 over Franklin, trying to continue that their the winning ways. And uh, Matt, right now you got to like what you see if you're a Summit fan, if you're listening or watching. Wade's touched it. This is the fourth possession, two touchdowns. Now they didn't get one last drive, but now he starts in Franklin's territory in second and eight coming up for the Summit offense. Yeah, we need the uh, running backs to step up and help Wade out. You can't just stand back and just, <laughs> okay, well, we got Wade, so we're going to do it. You really want your young running backs to step up. I don't see Kerouac running as hard as he ran in the first half, and I'd like to see that. That last play, we had a uh, the backside lineman sneak through, so if we're going to run that zone, if, if that's the call up front, we can't let those guys split our blocks and get in the backfield. So here we go, and hopefully our running backs could step up. Brandon King is the running back, and Brandon King does not get it. Wade gets it, and he goes right back into traffic and goes nowhere. Third and eight, Wade goes for zero. Yeah, you got to give Franklin credit here, man. I mean, they're definitely not rolling over. They're not just saying like, okay, well, we're pretty much done. We can't do anything else. I mean, they got three or four guys on Wade right there, and they delivered the blow. So by no means – is Summit going to run away with this game? Franklin's definitely going to make them earn it. And, again, you feel like we're ahead, but, I mean, we're in a dogfight, and you can't take it for granted because the game of football can switch at any moment. Here we go. Wade's going to roll out left. Wade, he's going to throw one across the middle. Oh, and he got pressure, and he was just short on the pass. That wasn't Wade's fault. He just didn't have enough arm strength to throw it from the 46 all the way to the four-yard line. Now, the question is, why go for the heavy hit there if you're Coleman, but that's the choice they made. Yeah, I'm really surprised that we haven't seen Tanner Shake get any action up the middle of the field. Uh, Again, I don't want to speculate too much, but uh, we, we haven't seen the passing game really get the momentum that we want to see to move this ball. And, and again, going back to pregame, Coleman said straight up, if we're going to win this game, we have to pass the ball. So, again, credit to the Franklin coaches because Wade's going to do what Wade's going to do. But Franklin's saying, look it, we ain't Columbia Central. We ain't Spring Hill. You might get away with it once. You might get away with it twice. But you ain't going to get away with it three times. And they're showing it right there. So, if Summit's going to win this game, they've got to be able to pass the football. And the punt for Hall goes to the 18-yard line, so that's where Franklin will start. 11.09 left in the game. 20-20 to is the score. We've been back and forth. Largest lead for Summit, four points. Largest lead for Franklin, seven. You get the point if you're listening. And now Franklin's going to have their fourth opportunity, just as Summit did offensively. One touchdown for Franklin in the second half, two for Summit. Going to waggle to the left and throw it off the back foot. High pass, and Jolly makes the tackle, but not for a gain of nine. It's crazy to see how similar both offenses and defenses are. You know, they're running, uh, Summit's running the 4-3, and then, you know, uh, Franklin's going back and forth between that. Franklin wants to roll out their quarterback. We want to roll out our quarterback. It's it's the ultimate game of chess right now, and uh, 
That looked good for Franklin right there. They just I would take a shot right here if I'm the Admiral. Second and short, I'd, I'd definitely try to I'd, – I'd, I'd really I'd throw a pass deep on uh, Aiden Bird right here. Let's see if they key up on that. Lanick was the receiver. Now they're going to go back to Sparks. Sparks in, uh, in the inside, and he gets one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, about eight yards as he moves up to the 38 of Summit. Yeah, um, that's – you know, we got a drive going here for Franklin. We don't like to see it. Again, dogfight, 20 to 20. They're going to run their basic counter off the left-hand side for the first down. Summit continues to run man defense. It'll be interesting to see if Franklin takes a shot. And we have one player is limping big time for Summit. He stays in. I, I think, let me get the number of the player. First down and 10 for Franklin. 9.50 left in the game. Going to hand to the fullback. Runs into traffic and tackled by, I believe, Brady Pierce and not for a gain for Orton for about six yards. As much as I hate to say it, Franklin's got the momentum right now. They're playing the game that they want to play. They're running the ball. They're using their big offensive linemen. And uh, we're going to need Trey Hunter. We're going to need Maddox Reed. We're going to need Brimmeyer to step up and uh, not tie right here. It's gut check time for the Summit defense. See yeah, and it is are. inside linebacker Jacob Turner. He is in a lot of pain. He's staying in. He really cannot get off the blocks, And he's, but a nice play on the inside as Sparks goes back for a yard. Was that? Um, and now they're taking yeah. him out. So now That's he's going loss. out. That's a big loss for our defense, man. He, he's played great. We, he's, a, he's, a, he's a sleeper on defense. That's Jacob Turner, one of the middle linebackers. Mm. That hurts us a lot because um, now we're going to get in. Who's that? Uh, it's 44. Finley Jamison, that's a sophomore. And third, he's an outside backer moving it inside. Third and four on the 43. They're going to run a speed option to the left. Sparks, whoo, he goes to the marker, and I think he's got it off the left side. Yeah, this we'll is – We'll get the spot. This is not good for Summit because uh, – Eight minutes thirty seconds. We've yet to see a pass play on the. Or, uh, no, he's short. He, he's short. They mark him a yard short wow. from the far side. Now you got to roll the dice if you're fourth and one on your own forty-five. They're going for it. It's the right call. The run has been working for Franklin on this drive. It's going to be super interesting to see. I wouldn't be surprised if Coleman calls a timeout right here. Will they snap it? Is the question. They will. Quarterback sneak. I don't know. It's going to be close. And does, if the right official has the mark, he's short. If it, the left one has it, he's got it. You can tell it's right in front of me in the press box. Wow. Which spot? And they gave it to the left side, and it's a first down. Yeah, that was the uh, obviously the right call right there by Franklin. You don't want to put the ball back in Destin Wade's hands. And, you know, let's be honest. They've done a good job of hanging around, and this is not what someone wants to see. The defense is starting to get tired, and the clock is draining. Not good for Summit. We need a big play on defense. Eight minutes and eight seconds left. Undefeated Summit tied with Franklin on their home turf. Hands to Sparks. Sparks in the middle will get drugged down by Gavin Wells' gain of six. And this is what I was talking about. This is what you don't want to see first and second half those yards uh those runs that were one and two yards now you're starting to see are turning into five and six yard runs this can only mean one thing 
They're getting tired on defense. Momentum has shifted now. They just crossed the 50-yard line. Franklin's definitely in the driver's seat right so now. So an injured player is Bryce Sparks, the starting running back, has took his helmet off and walked off the field for Franklin. That's the speed burner, and he just exited center stage. Well, they're going to give it to somebody with a lot more juice in the tank, but we'll see when it gets closer. A nice run for number 33, Durham. Yeah, that's a, that was about a 15, almost 20-yard run. And that shows Jesse Brimmeyer, the defensive lineman, was the one saving the touchdown run right there. I don't know how that happens, but that shows a lot of hustle from Jesse. But here we are, 37 or 34-yard line going in. This is not looking good for Summit. A flip 74 uh, back to the left side. It's Anderson. Six minutes, 58 seconds left in the game. Franklin now in Summit territory on the 32-yard line. Tie ball game. Shotgun formation will hand Durham same play as the last one. He will go for about five to six yards now. As remember, Sparks, the speed back, has checked out of the game two plays ago. I'm really interested to see what Melton does right here. Does he bring any type of blitz? No secret. They're going to run the ball, but this is a, uh, a big down for Summit right here. And the crowd are trying to get up a little bit is going back to a pistol formation, a mini shotgun here for Franklin. They're going to wind the play clock down in no hurry to score 20 to 20. Feel like they got the momentum. Durham comes back for another first down. He gains another six. Man, they are doing what they want to do. They're getting into the second level. Second level mean your first level is your defensive line. Your second level is your linebackers. And that is now where Franklin is starting to go every time they run this football. We saw in the first half and the beginning of the third quarter, we were stopping them at the line. We were pushing them backwards. That is not the case anymore. And this is what the offense wants to do and exactly what Melton does not want to see. 2020 game. We appreciate if you're just tuning in, you're listening to Summit Franklin. Five minutes and 30 seconds left. Undefeated Summit. Trying to, have, trying to play a little bit of defense to stop the running game right now is Bruce will go for about three. Yeah, it's uh, I'm going back to when they went for it on fourth and short. I was surprised that Coleman didn't take a timeout right there. If anything, just to let his guys rest up. But here we are now about to uh, cross the five minute mark. And um, man, Franklin has just ran all the way down the field and uh, there's no end in sight for the admirals as they're starting to get in the red zone territory man Uh, on the 16 yard line they have entered the red zone 450 left they're going to hand off left side it's going to be a foot race to the left corner spin move and looks like he got the first down that will be bruce i think he did inside the 10 to the nine the good news on that one is he got him out of bounds which means the clock is stopped right at 446 um i think if i'm Franklin, I want to take a shot here because now the uh, the clock is stopped, and I would rather score against Summit with 4:45 left than I would with two and a half left. Here's why: it could potentially give me the ball back at the end of the game if, assuming Summit will score on the next possession. 
And a high snap, he brings it down. Whoa, and that tricked everybody up. And Bryn Myers in the backfield for no gain. Bad snap, luckily, oh, and now no. we got a flag. I think that's going to be on us. I think that's going to be on Gavin Wells, the middle linebacker. Got up a little frustrated after making a big play. And uh, hopefully it's not, but we'll see. Oh, man, this could be a dagger. Yeah, that's not what you want to do, especially after you make such a nice play, and Coleman will lose it if it's on us. Well, Jacob Turner is about to enter the game. He is down with the coaches. He says, put me in, coach. I can do it. Yeah, that's big, and that's encouraging to see him come back in the game. He's played phenomenal so far for this defense. Oh, oh no. no. Automatic first down after. Half the distance, personal foul. The only thing you could hope for here is a fumble or a mistake on Franklin uh, or or big play for Summit, maybe like a sack fumble or something like this. But we're on the six-yard line first down and uh, – or second down, and they're about to uh, score. Not good. We'll see. Um, I'm really interested. I'm, I'm – Shocked that they're juicing the clock. I really am. And a bad snap. A bad snap goes over the head of the quarterback back to the 16-yard line. Maybe Aiden Bird's parents were praying again because that's what I just said that we needed. We needed a mistake. Snap goes over his head. First one of the night. Back it up 15 yards. Now Franklin is at third and 15. Now they have to do what they don't want to do, which is throw the football. You know, Expect maybe a big sack right here from our defensive line, which could potentially take him out of field goal range and completely shift the momentum back to Summit. This is what they needed. Keep a listen on number four. He's been there all night. Can he do it again? Three minutes and 30 seconds. They're going to waggle to number four, and four's got three people on him. The pressure, the throw in the end zone, and it is touchdown over Wurtz. He jumped over Wurtz and got it. Repass finally got him. You, we mentioned the height advantage of 6'3 to 5'9, and it got him. You couldn't have said it any better. That was straight physicality. It mm. was me versus you, and I'm coming down with the ball. We talked about it earlier that they were going to go back to the well. There's a good 4-5 inch disadvantage right there. And Carson repass, man. Great catch. You got to hand it to the kid. Big clutch play when they needed it. And was it good? Yeah. So now we're down by seven. Do or die right now for Summit. We got the players to do it. And, um, again, you keep them in this game. You keep them in this game. You make mistakes. And you find yourself down with three and a half minutes left instead of uh, being in the driver's seat. Not good for Summit. 2720. You're listening to Spartans Football on TriStar Sports Radio Network. You're listening to Summit Spartans Football on the TriStar Sports Radio Network. Once again, here's Mike Eppley. Welcome back in. 2720 along with Matt Rogers. Uh, we're here and not good for the Summit Spartans, but here's what I can tell you. The ball will be in the hands of Destin Wade for the final drive. And Destin Wade, in week one, had the opportunity to go ahead of Independence, and he did with 22 sec- uh, 20, 22 seconds, give or take. Uh, Wade ran it in 
from the nine-yard line. So we're going to need that again, Matt. Yeah, here's the difference. What I'm noticing, I gotta give, I gotta give credit to uh, to Donnie Webb, the head coach of Franklin. He, they're doing a good job on defense. Now, pound for pound, do you got better kids on defense than Summit's offense? I don't think so. But the best you can do as a coach is put them in the right position. And I gotta say, man, they've done that. Franklin's done a really good job on defense putting their kids in the right position to make plays. And that kind of feels like the difference this time versus maybe another game Summit's been behind. You don't feel the momentum right now like maybe you did against Indy or, you know, you don't feel the confidence because we've seen Franklin stop them a lot tonight. And it it hasn't been, you know, just a couple lucky plays. They've done a good job. Well, it'll be pretty good field position as the ball will be returned out to the 32-yard line, and we have an injured player, and that is the return man, and I That's believe King. that That's is another good. player down for Summit. It, uh, so what happened was on the tackle, the defender had his face mask in King's back, and then he pulled him backwards, like pulled him on top of him, and you got to think that face mask was uh, face mask was right there, like on the spine. Like I don't think he's seriously injured. I think he just took the wind out of him. Right there, you see him hop up, but uh, that hurts. So imagine someone's face in your spinal cord, like your L five, L six region, and then they pull you really hard on top of them. That'll take the breath out, and he uh, definitely doesn't need a chiropractic adjustment tonight because he just got one. But looks like he's going to be okay, which is a good sign. It was tied when Wade took the last drive ahead. It was not – they weren't trailing, or Summit wasn't trailing. So we'll see on this, 27-20 is the score, and Wade's going to have it with three minutes and 13 seconds left. And Wade will juke one, two – and he keeps plowing his way ahead, and that's a great gain out to the 41. That's about eight yards to start. Yeah, we said it again and again and again. If someone's going to win the game, they got to pass. So you see the Franklin defense, they are geared up for run. They are ready for Wade. Now, can they stop him or not? We shall see, but they're in the right defense. They're making Summit throw the ball, and we'll see if Summit can deliver because, again, to win – they got to go in the air. And they're going to hand it off. And Wade's going to keep it. Wade's pressured. Wade's still pressured. And that may be intentional grounding. And I think the home crowd wants a jer- uh, a horse collar. No. That's, and that's going to go against Wade. Our crowd's getting a little overzealous there, but that's intentional grounding. Wave it off. <laughs> and I think that they'll be glad that flag was picked up. Yeah, they're waving it off because he was outside of the pocket. He uh, he tried to make something happen there. And this is interesting, Mike, because he's been able to scramble, go backwards, hit the juke button, the spin button, and he can't do it against these guys. They're they're wrapping him up and they're taking him down here. It's he's well, gonna have to work for this one. Yeah, he did an Indy too as well. They took him down some, but when. And he's going to run it to the left side, and he's not going to get it. So now it's going to be fourth down, and Wade said, keep me out there. He just looked at the coach. He said, let's do it. Yeah, I'm telling you, man, got to give credit to the Franklin defense. They're wrapping him up. They're tackling him. They're keying on the run. And here we go. Fourth and two. Let's see if Coleman goes back to the well again. 
Oh, he's going to run Wade, no doubt about it. Wade will run. Oh, wow. And he's not going to get it. He's a yard short. He's not going to get it. So they're going to get the ball back. They're going to run the ball. We got two timeouts. Uh, We cannot let them get a first down or this game is over. They're already celebrating like they won the game. Uh, Definitely their advantage, but the game is not over. We have the timeouts to stop the clock, but we need to step up here on defense. And the offensive line uh, on the bench for Summit looks deflated. Oh, man. So it's big, it's big when you don't have Matt Mullins uh, either, Matt Mullen in the uh, lineup for Summit. And he's one of the guys you're missing. Yeah, so, absolutely. 228, and they're just going to run it. And a nice tackle by Pierce, but a gain of about five yards, not the way you want it to start. And I, I hate to come down on the offensive line because they're on such a good streak of playing well, but this is where the rubber meets the road. And you can't just say, well, we have Destin Wade, so we're going to win. You face a good team like Franklin, they can tackle well, they're coached well, and as an offensive lineman, you got to step up and you got to make holes. I mean, Wade, that last series, was getting touched in the backfield every single time. So it, it, it's frustrating to see. It's sad to see. We just called our first timeout after a gain of four, but uh, we're going to need a, a tackle for loss right here or a, a gain of one or you know, no more than a gain of one or two. Yeah, we will um, give you a um... – we're going to go to break, and we'll go come back, and we just got one segment for about five minutes. So um, we'll toss it over to uh, Friday Night Live. As I mentioned, um, high school football is back at TriStar Sports Radio. Has you covered. Join JP and the cast of dozens for TriStar Friday Night Live. Tune in Friday nights following our coverage of Summit Spartans football for scores all across southern middle Tennessee. And hear from those that were at the game at TriStar Friday night live covering high school football as it happens and reaction after the lights turn off. So two minutes and 20 seconds left in the game and Franklin uh, into the secondary. Jolly will make the tackle, not before the first down. And that's one dagger and that may do it. We'll see. So this is where you uh, hope and pray for a miracle. You start the, uh, the strip drill, as we say. You want to strip that ball. Right when uh, you see that running back come into your area, you want to start pounding on that ball. At this point, the only thing we can hope for is a fumble turnover. As Wade has in offense five possessions, the same as he had in Indy. Unfortunately, he scored on every possession. Tonight, scored on the first two, and Wade has not in the offense. I, I, I don't mean just Wade, but he's, he's the showcase for sure. But uh, they couldn't score on the last three possessions as a run to the 26-yard line, and that is a gain of about six yards as Coleman's got to be feeling it now. He's thinking, well, and, and, and I'll tell you, the tough part for what Summit has to do is literally Franklin's strength is the offensive line. Yeah. They- That's, this is the piece where they want to be in. This is where they want to be. Yep. And uh, like we said, Coleman said early on, if we're going to win this game, we have to be balanced and we have to throw the ball. 
their only success tonight, you know, really were, was on those two big runs with Wade, which you're going to get those because he's a superstar, but you can't rely on that as your game plan for victory. You just can't. You're going to get it. It's a bonus. You can chalk up one, maybe two touchdowns a game off of that. But when you start facing these good teams, I mean, good coaches, good players, they're going to key in on that. And he's a phenomenal, phenomenal football player, but he's not, you know, invincible, so to speak. You know what I mean? Like, we're going to need to give him some help. We're going to need to give him some help up front. I thought the offensive line did that early on. But towards the end of the game, it just kind of feels like, oh, well, we got Wade, so, you know, he's going to run the ball. But they didn't give him a lot of help. It was sad to see. Hate to see it end like this, th- this game. And that is going to do it as the first down is made from Durham. So that is going to be the end of Summit tonight, unless there's a fumble or, I mean, or a turnover. I guess you could throw a pass, but I don't see how that would. I don't mess with it. I just do victory and get right. out of here. And, you know, it's, you know, kudos to Franklin. They're coming off two tough losses to two really good teams. And uh, the last thing they wanted to do was uh, head up one, you know, one and three. But now you're two and two. You got momentum. You took down the potential state champions this year in their house on senior night. I mean, this is a big, big confidence booster for the Franklin Admirals. It is. And if you're a Summit fan listening, let's not. Let's first let me let me preface it by saying let's not make excuses, um, but hopefully you're going to have back John Dipple, uh, uh, Cotton, Felt, Mullins, and Wade, and Wade being his brother we haven't seen all year. Yeah. So once again, great win for Franklin tonight, but but you will. There's a lot of there's five people out and four are major contributors in. Yeah, you know, in the football on the football team. Looking like, look, listen. Let's let's take an an optimistic view, a positive view on this. Early on, Summit was dominating the football game, and Summit stopped themselves. They had every opportunity to win this game. We talked about it the whole night. You don't want to let this team hang around. You want to get up by two scores, and Summit wasn't able to do that. Not because they couldn't, but because they stopped themselves. That's why this game was lost. And then giving credit to Franklin, they did what they needed to do in the second half. But to your point, you got your best players coming back. You know, you're definitely going to make that state title run. But this is this is one of those losses that can help you. Because you go back to the drawing board, you don't feel invincible anymore, and you kind of look in the mirror and you're like, man, I just took one on the chin. And I look back and, you know, personally in my life, I always tell my kids, you know, sometimes the best thing that could happen to you is getting your butt kicked because you learn from your mistakes and you move forward. But I'm telling you, this is a big, big learning point for the offensive line to step up and to get better and to rely on them to help Wade make plays instead of just relying on Wade to make plays. Does that make sense? Yep, no doubt about it. There will be one more snap as – kneel down it's called victory formation for franklin as franklin will come into summit and win by seven once again it's a hard-fought game this is the largest lead for franklin of the night it's been back and forth summit led throughout the first half and 
um, gave up the lead right before halftime and got it uh, tied it twice. And unfortunately, Franklin is going to get the payback they wanted uh, from Summit as Coach Coleman has got the hand on the hip and pretty frustrated. But once again, hopefully have these guys rested and ready to go uh, in two weeks for sure. We're going to take our final commercial break. When we come back, we'll give you the stats and recap the game. We'll be here for about another five minutes. You are listening to Spartans Football on TriStar Sports Radio Network. You're listening to Summit Spartans Football on the TriStar Sports Radio Network. Once again, here's Mike Eppley. Welcome back in as we have just uh, five good minutes here uh, left in the program. I uh, will give you the scoring um, drives for each team. Uh, Franklin led 3-0 with a 27-yard field goal by Elliott. Summit came back with Wade to Jolly for a TD pass, 7-3. Uh, Elliott squeezed in another 29-yard field goal, 7-6. And right before halftime, Franklin took the lead on a three-yard wildcat formation touchdown with Gardner, 13-7. And then you have Summit. Uh, coming back to answer with Wade's 46-yard touchdown run. PAT wasn't any good, wasn't good. Then 48-yard run by Sparks. Touchdown 2013. Franklin bounced back. Then Wade comes back 74 yards. Extra point was good. It's 20 to 20. And right uh, towards the middle of the fourth quarter, uh, a, kind of just a heave, a prayer from Bevan to uh, repass. Jumps over uh, Wirtz and 27-20. And that's where we stand, and that's the final score uh, for tonight's game. So, um, so for Summit would be off this week, or should I say next week coming up due to uh, Overton, but we'll be back on the road to Clarksville Northwest. Matt, your final thoughts and kind of give us the stats of what you see. Uh, stats tonight uh, from a passing standpoint for Summit, not pretty at all. Wade was 5 for 12 for 36 yards, one touchdown, two interceptions. Um, for Franklin, they were 10 for 21 for 133 passing yards. Total offense for Franklin was 364 yards to Summit's 257, which matches up the final score of 27 to 20 really well. Rushing was pretty even. Franklin had 231 to Summit's 221. But again, the big story uh, was the, the passing game for Summit was uh, – uh, on life support again for the second week in a row. Last week, of course, they didn't need it. This week they did. Here's here's the challenging thing for me. When you talk about the offensive line up front, I'm an offensive line guy. From a running standpoint, they didn't really help that much, Wade. It's kind of like the mentality like, well, we have Destin Wade, so he's going to run. And I don't think that's the mentality you want to see from an offensive line standpoint. You want to say, hey, let's create holes. Let's beat him up up front so he can run and make plays. The flip side of it is on the passing side, I thought the offensive line did really, really well. And it was Wade who made some bad reads and some underthrows. So all up and all in, this was a team loss. From a standpoint, um, from a mistake standpoint, Summit made a lot of mistakes, really bad mistakes in the first half that allowed Franklin to stay in the game when they shouldn't have. There's so many different opportunities you could look at to where Summit could have been up by at least two scores in the first half. I think the big momentum killer and the big mistake in the first half 
was when they had the false start on the fourth and short. Coleman, I saw him from up in the booth. He was absolutely flipping out, getting to know him a little bit better week after week. He is a guy that concentrates on the little things. So when the little things goes against him, that makes him more mad probably than even losing the game as a whole because I know he instills that into his kids, and when he sees them make those mistakes, now he can go back and say, hey, this is why I concentrate on the little things. This is why I get on you. Last thing I will say, which concerns me the most, is now Summit has opened a Pandora's box for other teams to study this game film and give them confidence and give them a game plan on how to shut down Wade and how to beat the Spartans. All of a sudden, the bulletproof vest is off of the Spartans, and they're a little bit vulnerable, especially when they play some better teams. Yeah, and we talked about some injured players will be returning too, so hopefully that will catapult uh, the uh, Spartans back in to the win column and also elevate uh, offense and defense for sure you know when keaton and some of these other players come back from injury so well it looks like we got a little break in the action then we head to clarksville is that coleman right there or no yes it's coleman are you kidding me here i, I gotta say this i've never seen a head coach after a game clean up the sideline that shows to me more character and more leadership than I've ever seen. That I've gotten a whole new respect for Brian Coleman moving the benches by himself, cleaning up Gatorade bottles. Man, integrity is doing what other people don't want to do when no one is watching. And, I mean, this just came out of nowhere. That's my takeaway. The whole team goes inside. Coleman's cleaning up his team's sideline by himself. Man, that's a guy that I would play for, that I would coach for, any day of the week. That speaks a lot about Brian Coleman. And a lot of people don't don't think about stuff like that. But as a coach and as a player, I do. I got mad respect for that guy. Well, we'll head to Clarksville in about two weeks. We'll be there live at 645. We got to sign off. We're going a little bit late and toss it over to JP. So thanks for tuning in to Summit Spartans Football on TriStar Sports Radio Network where the final score here, 27-20. Franklin wins. Tune in next week as the Spartans We'll be well. Actually, we'll be off next week, and then we'll head back to, or should I say, head down to Clarksville, and do it there. So, we'll see. Uh, we're going to toss it over to TriStar Friday Night Live with JP Penn and Coach Mike with the scores from all across Southern Middle Tennessee from Matt Rogers. I'm Mike Epley saying good night from Summit. This has been a presentation of TriStar Sports Radio Network, a Front Porch Radio production. Summit Spartans football on the TriStar Sports Radio Network is brought to you in part by The Garbage Man, Parks Motor Sales, Ten Pin Alley, Sands Fence Company, DB's Pizza, Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, Game Time, Right Care Clinic, Columbia and Franklin Kubota, Beck Dental Care, Holland's Pharmacy, Quickmark Convenience Stores, Brown's Body Shop, Davis Heating and Cooling, Apex Bank, and by... Jimmy Petty and NashvillePlace.com.